The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm finally just happy that I've been outside with my sign for weeks now, and you finally are podcasting with me. <laughs> Jessica, please podcast with me. Like, please let me in. Fine. You've roped me in. We're here to cover all of season three of Dawson's Creek, a full-on season wrap-up for mm-hmm. a controversial season. You know, some very high oh, highs, yeah. really low lows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it it really was uh, quite an adventure. Um, I my, part of my practice to prep for recaps is rewatching the season because, you know, this is not really a binge. It's kind of like we take this as like if I was watching this first run. Yeah. Like it's one episode per week. So it's a little hard to remember. And I feel as though the beginning of the season three stuff was a million light years away. It feels um, like it was a really long time ago. Yeah. 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 So going back to the beginning of season three over the last week or so, dark times, dark times, <laughs> um, there were some high moments um, in the early season three, but I, I'm glad that, you know, we eventually got over that like episode. Really, it's like the last bad one was episode six. Yeah. Episode seven, you know, I'm obsessed Which with. Which island? Um, episode eight is b- more blah than bad, in my opinion. Yeah. Because uh, that's the Thanksgiving episode. And by the time we got to episode nine, 
I mean, we were in, in good good spirits. So um, I thought that up to episode six, this is where like the dark times were. Yeah, I think that season three is certainly really interesting to discuss, especially I know there are defenders of season three where they say the back half of season three is the best Dawson's Creek that is out there. Um, And then you have your season two defenders where season two is the best season of Dawson's Creek. So I can't wait to kind Mm -hmm. of do some comparisons and break that down and see where we ultimately ultimately end up landing on that. Um, I thought like season three obviously has a very, very rough start. Um, For the most part, though, I feel like we finished very strong. Probably one of the best episodes we've seen. uh, Two of the best episodes within the last few of season three. Um, Right. And so, yeah, I can't wait to break it all down for those of you. So we do this every season. Um, Maybe you're a little bit behind. Maybe you haven't listened to every single podcast, but we do this. We've done this for seasons one and two. We usually start. uh, Let's get the itinerary. We start with character breakdowns where we go character by character. This is the longest part of the podcast where we basically talk about every character's journey this season, what we thought of it. Then we give our character updated character rankings. Then we do an MVP of the season, an LVP of the season. We talk through our favorite episodes and then our least favorite episodes. And of course, we have to give out our fashion awards. So we have the winner of our two different awards, the Elle Woods Award for Fashion Excellence this season because we're now in the aughts. Um, and the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. And then we finish things off with some uh, predictions on Sarah's end for season four and hopes and dreams for my end on season four. Um, Right. And so, yeah. And of course, we have to announce the winner of our draft. That too. We now have a new tradition where we're going to have to announce the winner of the draft. So I'm going to add that in after the after the award winners. We'll do the we'll do the draft winners. Um. So, yeah, we have a lot going on. And, of course, we have some feedback some, from some amazing listeners on their thoughts on season three that we're going to get into. So we have a ton to get through here. Um, are you ready to break it all down, Sarah? Because season three has quite a lot to talk about. I am. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Perfect. Let's start with our character breakdowns. We got to start with the man, the myth, the titular character, Dawson Leary. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Dawson Leary earned his big D status this season. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's think. So in the beginning of season three, we had he kind of lost his like good boy status this season because right. at first he was now where he's getting over his recent breakup with Joey and he spent the summer in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. Philadelphia. Or yeah. With his mom. With his mom. And he comes back. He meets Eve and his world is kind of rocked. Right. Like he's crashing boats, throwing parties where there's strippers. He's stealing tests. Like he is like going through like his but I'm a teenager moments. Yeah. And then he spends he he asks Pacey a simple question. Please look out for Joey. Yep. For me. And I feel as though that set him off in a path of major failure because Pacey lived up to his promise, maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. But um, 
So he then spends the second half of the season or this, I guess, like the middle part of the season trying to discover who he really is without film. He rips off his posters. His world is rocked. He quits filmmaking. He doesn't have a movie. He's told that he blows at the film festival and he's trying to discover who he is. He doesn't know. We, We don't know. We, yeah. we just know that he likes the song Imagine, and that's about it. Yeah, that's the only and thing then, we know. <laughs> that's the only thing we know. And then the last part of the season, we have him realizing that he has feelings for Joey still. Basically, but- what happens is when everything else is lost in Dawson's life, Joey, he, he right. treats Joey as his constant. And so he right. realizes that his one true passion shouldn't be film, but it should instead be Joey. And these are the right. reasons he decides he wants to get back together with her. He brings it up to her that, several times. Also because Pacey shows interest Exactly. In her. Pacey shows interest and Dawson doesn't like that. And so I think like Dawson has quite a weird journey this season because he go- starts off with like the Eve stuff, which is very not Dawson. And I think we talked about yeah. this. Like we felt this was completely out of character. He gets a blowjob on a boat for God's sake. Like, <laughs> like it's just so not Dawson. And he rips down yeah. the posters. Really disappointing that he doesn't end up having any sort of romantic situation with Nikki Green. We yeah. were disappointed. I think in that. that's probably my biggest disappointment for Dawson is that we didn't get to see him really with another love interest yeah besides eve I, I i don't really count her yeah i think that they missed a huge opportunity with not having a real relationship with nikki i think that they had a lot in common i thought that they had like a fun competitive spirit to them yeah um and i i mean we can go on and on about the fact that I think that losing Principal Green and Nikki Green is probably one of the biggest disappointments of the season. Oh, I yeah, think that we they will, were gone. We'll talk through that because way too soon. Yeah. That is like um, that I think is my numero uno in terms of disappointments for season three was yeah. just how we fell in love with the greens so quickly and we were like all aboard the nikki train and like her fashion and her attitude and just like how she was the one who was blatantly honest with dawson and very blunt with him and how much we appreciated that about her as a character and not only that but how well balanced she was her entire life did not revolve around film um she was someone that he could connect with on his parents divorce and so um to have her just unceremoniously unceremoniously just like dropped from the show was really disappointing um yeah yeah i would say that uh brianna larson or lawson was an established actress at that time so like i feel as though maybe having her in was like oh this is our little like not celebrity get but yeah a familiar face get so i understand why she had like a shorter stint on the show but in my opinion there's no reason to get rid of uh principal green at all yeah and i feel as though that was a huge huge misstep uh letting principal green go 100 percent. he was a really good mentor specifically for andy um and i feel like losing him was a big a big uh hit to the season um, yeah. But back to Dawson, I mean, I think Dawson was probably most sympathetic during the whole situation where his parents are just on again, off oh, again constantly. Kinda. Like, well, mm. we we at least said that his 
frustration was justified um, mm-hmm. versus the end of the season where I feel like most of us are off of the Dawson train where he is being obnoxious, completely unsupportive of Joey, treating her poorly. And like not only that, but being extremely, extremely manipulative towards her and others. And so like I think that Dawson becomes a full blown asshole Dawson by the end of the season where at least earlier in the season his his missteps and kind of what he was going through was at least a little bit more relatable. Yeah. Um, For me, it's the um, I I let you be free. Yeah. Sentence. That's problematic. Um, yeah. The fact that he said to Joey, like with the prom episode, you and I as friends promised each other to go to prom. And I think it'll be a good way as friends for us to go together. That's how he proposed. Yeah. he. That's how he proposed to Joey. Yeah. And then the fact and that's what Joey agreed to. Joey agreed to going to prom with Dawson as friends and then to turn it around and be like, this is how we were going to get back together. Now, we can make the argument that Joey should have known Dawson's true intentions, of course, but I was very, very particular in watching back that scene, and the words that Dawson used were, as friends, let's go to prom together. Yeah. And Joey agreed to that. Yeah, and yet then he turns it around, and and he's like, you should have known it was this. It's like, shut up, Dawson. Um, In terms of your predictions... Uh, concerning Dawson, you had you thought that Joey will have a new love interest, but Dawson and Joey will lose their virginities to each other this season, and it will be with each other. Uh, unfortunately, incorrect. Nope, nobody had this. Was, was a sex celibate season, yeah, sexless season, a, a sexless season. Yeah, nobody had sex this season, which was uh, Gail. Uh, Mitch and Gail were the only ones. Who cares. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm very surprised that no one had sex this season i'm surprised that we're setting up into the fourth season um with a pacey and joey relationship uh and the fact that they are closer to having sex to each other than dawson and joey because if i had to still guess like i don't know how this is gonna happen but like I still feel like Dawson and Joey are going to lose their virginities to each other. But then, like, where does Pacey come into the picture with this? Um, and, and I'm not saying that he should join in um, and make it a thruple. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, if I had to, like, guess if, like, somebody was like, Sarah, like, this is the show Dawson's Creek. Like, what do you think would happen in that regard? I'd be like, oh, yeah, Dawson and Joey definitely yeah. lose it to each other. But the way that we're, like, leading up to season four like I don't know how that would happen um but then it's like well then who is Dawson going to lose it to is he ever going to have sex is he we'll like have see we'll have to see um so yeah that didn't that didn't yeah. happen you also um, have uh Dawson will go back to being a whiny bitch uh yeah was so such an we easy prediction very, to make but yeah well yeah we were very high on Dawson season two yeah. I really enjoyed him um i think that he did wind up being a whiny bitch yeah you had him just to like flash back a little bit for season two you had ranked him third in your character rankings and i had ranked him fourth so we both had him like fairly high when you think about that um in my hopes for dawson i have dawson will get wild like jen did 
Oh, I mean, I mean that he did true. early in the season. Yeah. I don't know if I liked it, but I think that was mostly on Eve that I was like not yeah. enjoying. And it. I think that that was inspired by, by his birthday, his drunk birthday. Yes, because we loved that so much. So, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah, overall, I think like if we're talking in terms of stock, obviously Dawson's stock went like plummeted at the end of the season. I feel like the only redeeming quality is that like he finally let Joey free. But the fact that he even oh, phrases I- it that way, you know what I yeah. mean? Like he's like, oh, yeah. I'm setting you free. It's problematic in and of itself. Um, yeah. If you want to be kinder to Dawson, you could say it's nice that he finally was like, fine, Joey, like, go be with PC, you know. Yeah. But it took so long for him to get there that to me, he loses yeah. points because it took him that long. Right. Now, I do want to say before we move on, uh, Dawson is a person, meh. Dawson is a TV character, sublime, like A++++, right? Like we get like him in the longest day finding out flipping out oh, being yeah. angry that was great um we see him um being like a film noir person yeah. and trying to like crack cases we see him like he always like gives 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 in the drama and i think that we have to appreciate that as like as a tv character you like love to hate him but you love seeing like all of his shit like all of his drama all of his emotions you love watching him rip the posters dramatically off the wall and you love seeing him like sob with no tears on the on the docks like as a tv character phenomenal yeah yeah, a hundred percent. Like Dawson is dramatic, and we need that. He's capital D dramatic. Like that is what we need yeah. from him. And so, like in that regard, yeah, of course it's very fun. Um, but he also just sucks in so many ways. And like, got gotta be honest, I will never miss. I, I will never miss a fa- miss a moment to make fun of Dawson because it's so enjoyable to like it's it's so it's, fun it's easy too so yeah um that is that is a wrap up on the big d big old d for dawson big old d for dramatic dawson <laughs> on season three yeah put yeah. a little bow on him um moving on to of course uh the the main bitch the hbic um herself miss joey potter she had an interesting season. I think that a lot of what brought her down was like she was like anti-fun for a while. We had her like trying to prevent Dawson from going to a party. And like, you know, the the season starts off with her pining after Dawson, who says he needs time away from her. And so her kind of figuring out what to do with that time alone we were really high on joey when she protects andy from rob we felt like that was amazing of her i thought i really loved her in like the girl hangout episode um where they do their you know they get like the victoria's secret outfits and go roller skating um i think like uh you know, we have her opening the B&B and I think the moment that her and Pacey have this thing going on, while it's great for them as a couple, I feel like for us, it shined a light on Joey in like, some of her negative, like um, not so great personality quirks in that she can't commit. Her failure to commit and not only that, but her failure to truly be able to effectively communicate her feelings. How many times did we scream into the air like, Joey, just tell PC how you feel. He is putting himself out here time after time after time and you're not doing anything. 
And I think that the indecision for us, the decision paralysis, her wishy-washiness, for me at least, and I think for you too, really put a damper on our love for Joey this season. Yeah, um, I'm kind of realizing like I will always love season one Joey so much. She season one Joey is probably my favorite character from Dawson's Creek. Season two Joey and season three Joey, it's it is a decline. And you hit the nail on the head. It is her decisive indecisiveness. It is the fact that she can't communicate her feelings. It's the fact that she is prudish but not in like not in like these are my values and I'm going to respect my values more so in this is what you should not do you should not hook up for the sake of hooking up you should not do x y and z very judgy judgy not in a fun way either no no not in like a abby morgan like ooh, like you're pathetic sort of way in like a you're in like a graham season one sort of way yeah she's like a miss goody two shoes but not in the andy way where it's like fun it's more just like girl like get your own life Mm -hmm. and like leave let these people do what they want to do yeah, um, I think that like some highlights, like I really liked her developing her relationship with Bessie this season. Yeah. I think that she showed Bessie like I'm an adult. I or I'm not an adult, but like I act like an adult because that's like what has been like forced upon me. So you should respect my thoughts and feelings and opinions on things. So I liked her dynamic with Bessie. Um, I liked her getting advice from Bessie when Bessie felt like she was being helpful. Obviously, the episode where she um, was sticking up for herself and Mr. Green, uh, too green with love. Yeah. I thought that was really good where she takes a stand and she like forms a group of people to try to like fight for Mr. Green to stay. I thought that was a very good episode for her character. Um, we got to see her. So like stick up for herself in regards to Rob, which was, it was good because she it was rem- reminiscent of season one. Joey yeah, making the best um, out of a bad storyline. Yeah. I think is that then we one. have all the AJ stuff, which AJ was not the best match, but it was good to see her having interest in someone other than Dawson and Pacey and a creep creep. So I liked it for that reason. Of course, AJ blows like we don't need to really get into AJ he's irrelevant here but the fact that she was interested in somebody outside of her inner circle I did like um and then finally her relationship with Pacey we see the beginning of the season developing a friendship with Pacey which was good um you know we haven't their dynamic has always been like you're a loser and Pacey's always been like you're a snob yeah <laughs> like so like that's been their dynamic but they started to get to know each other more and rely on each other more um and i think that in regards to their relationship once again like i'll go wherever the show wants me to go i'm a simpleton like i love love so i'll follow along but until the last episode like i just didn't understand like what Joey was feeling and how she was feeling it. Um, And I was scared for Pacey because I felt like he was giving his all 
and Joey was giving 20%. And I, she wasn't articulating like why she liked Pacey besides the fact that she liked to kiss Pacey. Yeah, there Um, wasn't like we the biggest thing we got was probably in the scene in the scene where they have their first kiss where she says you know I thought I just thought of calling you first right like right he's reliable he's there for her she never truly effectively talks to Pacey like she does with Dawson where they kind of you know she talks to Dawson over like all the time that's all they do is talk and yet with Pacey she seems to be at a loss for words a lot of the time and in in order to like express the way she feels and I think for me that was really frustrating to watch because you have someone like Pacey who's just laying it all out there he's putting everything on the line to tell her how he feels and for her to not take that I mean even if you're insecure about like well maybe he actually doesn't like me the way I think he does blah 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 Pacey cleared that all up and for her to still not be able to reciprocate was really hard to watch because I mean we'll get into it but like Pacey I think is probably the biggest hero of the season in terms of like uh sympathetic nature right and so like we're probably more on Pacey's side than we are in Joey's side in those in those uh, um, scenes and so for her to not be able to truly say how she feels to Pacey Knocked her down a peg or two for me, um, let alone the AJ stuff. Like, wasn't my favorite. Like, I feel like it was useful, but I also didn't care about AJ. He, like, annoyed me a lot. And so having him associated with Joey kind of brought that part of her section of the season down a bit. I'm yeah. um, just not, like, the best season for Joey, yeah. despite having, like, a really stellar ending. Right, yeah. Um I think that, like, another, like, interesting moment uh, for me was in Florida Tango where she, like, I don't think that Joey is one to ever apologize for anything, but she apologized to Pacey for overreacting. And I was just like, I appreciate that, Joey, because you never do that before and you never really apologize to Dawson, in my opinion. Yeah. For being dramatic or whatever. I mean, Dawson doesn't apologize either. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of fun moments with Joey. And obviously, a, a big part of Dawson's Creek is Joey. She is definitely our leading lady. And uh, she's amazing. She's interesting to watch. But is she her indecisiveness just really um, puts a bad taste in her mouth, especially when it comes to watching Pacey and seeing like his journey yeah yeah no I think you're right and I think like it's tough because season two wasn't exactly Joey's best season either I think like for you definitely and for me most likely season two or season one was like the best Joey um of the show so far now yeah we can have hope because in season four, she's going to start off already with Pacey, at least to our knowledge, right? That's the way they left season three off. We assume they're coming back with season four with them together. And in that situation, okay, maybe it's more of a fresh start, right? She's made a decision. She has called her shot. She is now with Pacey. Hopefully that will bring us some respite from the indecision that Joey brings us. Yeah, but she did look off in the distance as she was still looked off in the distance. So we'll see what happens with her. We'll get to all that in our predictions for season four. Um, But let's move on to our our, honestly our leading man this season, Pacey. He went through like some tough moments in the beginning of this season where obviously he has the whole breakup with Andy, which I think was tough for a lot of viewers, um, especially because 
the beginning of this season was really, really rough. And so to see yeah. them break up, I know you had a lot of issues with the way he handled it specifically. I think I was a little bit more yeah. on Pacey's side given the nature of their breakup and the fact that Andy cheated on him and everything. But I think speak to me about your feelings on PC in that moment because I know he was not your favorite. Yeah, so I think like my biggest problem with Pacey in general is the fact that he is <clears throat> he it's not like he's not forgiving, but I think that he's not kind when some of these things occur. So he I mean, I've seen it before where he gets like a little handsy, like he like grabs wrists when he like wants people to stay. He's not kind in his words. And I mean, and, and, and why should he be? He just found out that his girlfriend cheated on him. Um, but the fact that I, I don't know, like. I feel so att- I, I guess like I felt and maybe it's because like I really loved Andy and Pacey together that there should be a little bit more forgiveness, especially since it happened once. Um, it's hard. It's hard for me to articulate exactly why I feel that way. And it honestly probably has mostly to do with um, the bias that I loved Andy and Pacey together. Yeah. I really liked the difference between for me, like an Andy and Pacey and a Pacey and Joey is that it felt very um, like Andy and Pacey at the same time had the same feelings for each other and the same amount of feelings for each other. Um, it was very balanced. It was, yeah. it was very balanced when a Joey and Pacey relationship to me is not as balanced. Um, yeah. And somebody's always like 10 steps uh, away from each other. And I felt like Andy and Pacey really like helped each other grow. Um, and I don't think that. So I, I've not seen that from from the PJs yet. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Am I biased? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think that I just like felt that Pacey just wasn't. I, I guess like the the episode in particular, I'm thinking about it and, it and it's very clouded because, of course, we have to know from the end of Andy that it was so like an episode. I think it was like six. The 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 terrible episode that it was Secrets and Lies. Um, I think that like from Pacey's perspective, all of this is true and he winds up maybe sleeping with her on true love and then um obviously andy wants to be back with him and he then and then she's hopeful that they're going to get back together after they sleep together and then we and it's not seen on screen so we don't know for sure but um i'm rambling i'm so sorry no that's okay i think that like but no but the thing is that she's like begging Pacey and he, and I think that at that moment he let her on a little because he initiated these th- these yeah I these... think he was confused right like yeah. I think it's hard to 
sometimes it's hard. We really judge and and hold these teenagers accountable for what they're doing, but they are just teenagers. Yeah. And exactly. that fueling their hormones and their emotions in terms of how to handle these relationships, of course, they're going to make missteps and mistakes yeah. along the way. And Paisley being honestly confused about like what to do in this situation where, of course, his feelings for Andy don't just go away. They don't just poof away like that. But he's also very hurt and he doesn't know what to how to handle it. And mm-hmm. so I think that is a really rough spot for Pacey. If we want to point out another rough spot for Pacey, I think um, how he handles the communication and just the dissemination of the knowledge of him and Joey is not great. Right. We we condemned him for not telling Andy when they he had yes. ample opportunity to do so. Right. I think like yeah. that is a real big a blight on Pacey and I think like that is something that he should be held accountable for I know we all love Pacey and I think we're all cheering for the ending of season three and him and Joey are finally together and you know everybody loves the whole wall proclamation and Eh. true love and all of that right like most people love the big the big gestures from Pacey but I think like holding him accountable for the Andy stuff is really important I think like um, this season to me will always stand out as the season they did Andy dirty. Um, I think like coming from season two where Andy was by far our favorite character, like number one with a bullet, no competition even, um, to then having them completely wreck her in, in the beginning of season three and kind of like grieving the loss of the Pandy relationship. Yep. I think is a really tough thing to do, especially when we have uh, midway through season three, Andy getting fixed, getting repairs done on her character. Mm-hmm. And Pacey yeah. just doesn't communicate effectively with her. I think yeah. bringing that up is important because it is something that will reflect negatively on him as a character. Right. I have a soft spot for Andy. I will always have a soft spot for Andy. When I see Andy crying to Pacey, my heart is going to go towards Andy because I have empathy for her. If we take the Andy stuff away from season three and Pacey, Pacey had a phenomenal season. Exactly. I think that season two is officially Andy's aqueduct. And I think season three is officially Pacey's pond. And I think that he had a great season in regards to that. Now, um, we see him forming this friendship with Joey, which is exciting and it's fun. And he's like very... um, He's joyous in that, and that's fun. We see him repairing his relationship with Dougie and trying to form a good friendship with his brother, which we know has been very rocky because he's the black sheep of the family. Um, We get to see him... Uh, and this is like another this is like is is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? We see him um, ha- try to form a casual relationship with Jen. Yeah, I um in my second watch, uh, my one of my biggest takeaways is that the Jen and Pacey stuff, it worked for me. I think that if they didn't try, then I would have always wondered. I don't think that it's as bad as it could have gotten. Now, I've heard a heap ton of feedback in the last season from all of you that it was supposed to go way worse. And I think that if we saw what was supposed to happen, then it would have been a shit show. Now, I think that they got 
just enough to where it worked for me. Yeah, I guess like uh, in listening. So I know you watched all the episodes again. I re-listened to most of our season three coverage um, because like we said, this has been months in the making. And so my brain sucks and my memory is trash. And so I wanted to listen back to our thoughts. You were definitely more forgiving of the Pacey Jen stuff. I was really not into it. I think like. Um, I think the reason I was so against it was I was like, this matching, this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand this storyline. It really doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. I still feel that way. I feel like, uh, maybe it, the, the one thing we get out of it is it maybe brings Pacey and Jen closer as with a friendship. But yeah. I also feel like as soon as they weren't fuck buddies anymore, um, like we didn't, I mean, they didn't even have sex anyway. The, yes. That like, we didn't even see any friendship from that I mean like Jen tries to play therapist to a lot of the characters we'll talk about later but like we don't really see a huge friendship between them after the fact I'd say like Jen is kind of making the rounds being a therapist to everybody um so it's fine for me it's not the best stuff like in terms of the season three beginning of it all it's not the worst storyline to come out of that because that section of season three and so that's fine. You know, I'll get over it. I'm not I'm not going to hold it against them too much, but just mm-hmm. not my favorite of the Pacey stuff. Um, We get him like being a big brother in the big brother, little brother program. Like, very yeah, sweet. but I don't know if like the buzz stuff worked for me. Long-term, I don't know how much more buzz we're going to see. Long term, I feel like it's fine. It didn't really do much, but it didn't take too much away. I don't think so. He just became like a free babysitter, which yeah. like I have. Maybe my problem is more so with the big brother, little brother program. I think so. Of Cape Side, because it's it really is just like a glorified babysitting service for free. Yeah. Um, we see him defending Joey against Matt Caulfield. Um, you know what's like the most interesting thing? I was really hoping for a physical fight between Dawson and Pacey once the whole thing blew up of like we did oh my get gosh. one where no, Dawson punched him that, because of the t- the PSATs. Yes, no, I'm talking about when he, Dawson found out that they were hooking up. Um, there was nothing, there was no physical fight, which for draft purposes, but also for drama purposes, I feel like we got a little shifted. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's hoping, fair. I think, you know yeah. what? Keep it in mind for season four. Like, right? This isn't yeah. over yet. It still that's could true. happen. Yeah. Obviously, we really debated throughout the season. Um, like Pacey versus Dawson who's more manipulative who's in the right who knows what they're doing I think that it's still I mean I think that you and I both veer towards more team Pacey but um I also see certain things that Pacey did I do think that he gets off a little in this season in particular with well I'm the good guy. I'm the hero in this situation. Yeah. And Dawson's the ridiculous one. Don't you see it? Um, I remember in the Verlegaza episode where PC says, you know what? After how seeing how Dawson acted on the boat, I thought you would love him less. But that's not true. In actuality, you might love him just as much or more. And I feel as though that in particular, it's a very because it's like, you know, you're like, 
I was a good guy in this situation. Yeah. Dawson was a douche, he, he good but guy like, her a little bit. He, yeah, he has like good, like they both have good guy syndrome. Um, Dawson but, for sure has the good guy syndrome. Yeah, I'd say yes. Pacey is only afflicted occasionally. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I feel as though um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that like I think that Pacey is in the know more so yeah. than we think. I think that I really do think Dawson is dumb as fuck and none of his manipulation tactics are menacing. Oh no. I think the whole prom thing, my god. Okay, okay, the no, 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 no. You're that. right. You're right. That was very that was a little menacing. Yeah. I just think that like Pacey, I think intellectually can run circles around Dawson. Yes, but I think in this moment. I actually think Pacey and Dawson can be similar in that they're acting off of their emotions and like gut instincts versus being extremely manipulative. Like now Dawson is, you know, with the whole prom thing and the regatta and all of that, right? All of that is very manipulative. I think Pacey is just trying to give, uh, not to excuse him, but he's he's trying to give Joey all the information to clear her mind because she has this wall up and these blinders on for Dawson. She doesn't necessarily see what he's doing. I think as though, okay, so like rewatching the season, I'm very firm that like that Joey has zero feelings, romantic feelings for Dawson. Very, very little. What Joey is holding on to is her friendship and the family aspect and the familiarity. She can't lose Dawson as a person in her life, as a person who loses people and loses people in her life. She can't let go of Dawson. And Dawson is saying if I'm not going to be, I I will only be in your life if um, Pacey is not in your life. ultimatum, yeah. Right. So that is what Joey is holding on to. She's not holding on to a romantic interest. No, but I don't think that that's necessarily clear for Pacey. From Pacey's perspective, she right. hasn't admitted because her feelings for Joey him. Joey can't talk. Exactly. So she doesn't Joey's communicate. fault. Yeah. She's... Okay, so, poor, so whatever. Yeah, so regardless, I think that this is still a great season for Pacey, even after we yes. talk about the issues he's had. And I think... It's mainly because a lot of these characters had trash seasons. Like, we'll talk about it. Like, the ups. It's mostly, like, the ups and the the downs. Like, some of these characters had really low down points. And so, as a result, PC comes out looking like a fucking hero because of a lot of these other characters. that's, like, Dawson's point. That's, like, Dawson's point. That's, like, his whole thing is, like, you come off looking like the hero. It's so hard. It's, like, very hard. I mean, I think Dawson like, puts himself in the position to be the loser, to be the zero. And, like, yeah, of course, Pacey's like, going to yeah, look better course. by comparison. Of course. That's true, too. That's yeah. true, too. And none of this is wrong. Yeah. But that, I'm just saying, like, that is Dawson's entire point that, like, you... I don't know. Yeah. It's it's really fucked. This is why the show is so good because like I really can see like where like every character is coming from except for Joey. I I I struggle yeah. to see where she's coming from. Yeah. Which actually might have to take a quick relook at my character yeah. rankings in that case. Um moving on though, we have to talk about our season 2 uh, MVP for both of us. Um The woman who, I mean, shout out to Linda. We got a long email about, like, the disservice that the show did to to Andy. And, like, 
I don't disagree with that. We start off the season with her, um, like we find out she cheated on on Pacey. She they they break up. Then there's like all these other storylines, which are just like there's the cheating storyline with the PSATs, and then there's the whole rob of it all, and like how awful that was. Like I think. This I don't know what the writers had out for Andy at the beginning of season three, but man, they just took her off the pedestal we all had her on and literally shoved her in the dirt face first. Like it was it's really horrible. It was awful. So it's all of that. And in addition to that, it is the all the work that they did in season two about mental health and showing that it could happen to anybody and that like we should be very sensitive to it. They threw that in the trash or the dirt as well with the constant digs. At, Every like, character. No one was immune. Yeah, everyone. Oh, she like the crazy. Yeah, crazy girl. And she even in Andy the loony said bin. It about herself. Like yeah. it was or even, you know, um, Dawson saying like you only go after people that you want to screw or, or save. save. Yeah. Yeah, all they, of it. they took all, it all the terrible. work. They took all the work they did in season two, propping Andy up and using her as an example of what it looks like to be someone struggling with their mental health. And then they completely made it into a trope, into a stereotype, right. into something that was really, really awful to watch. Like yeah. it was so hard for us beginning of season yeah. three to see what they were doing to Andy and knowing that like and not only that, like that is like the biggest blight right but when you even take it in smaller chunks Andy just wasn't acting like the Andy character that we knew and loved and it was so funny because we talked about this uh, in listening back to the podcasts like see episode like nine ish I think it was we had talked about how like the flip was switched like it was almost instantaneous where right. that episode was the one where we were like this is how you write Andy this is who she is this would be her reactions to things and it was so hard getting through that first chunk of season three let alone because of the Eve storyline and all of that. I would have taken the Eve storyline, though, if it didn't give me a whole heap ton of crap with Andy that they dealt us. Like, that was the hardest thing for me, I think, to get through yeah. all the shit they pulled on Andy and to treat her like trash for what reason? What was the purpose in all of that? What were they aiming for? I, I know that, like... Um, our our listeners who are so smart and so amazing, they say that it does not have to do with the fact that they were trying to like push Joey towards Pacey right. until the second half of the season. But I just find that very, very hard to believe that like all the bad work that they right. did towards Andy was not intentionally so that we can let go of that relationship and push the narrative of Pacey and Joey, right. especially after the first episode. So, I mean, you guys know the show much better than me. I just, it's very, very hard to believe. I think, though, like, they built up a, such a great relationship between Pacey and Andy um, in season two that they had to knock it down a bunch of pegs, and they used Andy for that. Yeah, and it which, sucks. Like, it, it should have been yeah. more equal. Like, have Pacey do something shitty, too, or just have it end because shit fucking ends. Like, it's yeah. just, it was so hard to watch. Um, beyond that, I mean, once Andy returns to her normal Andy self, she still isn't given a lot to do. We get her Mm. like, we get her, uh, potential romance with freaking Cruddy who ends up leaving. So that again goes nowhere. We get the fact that (laughs) we get the fact that like 
Andy seems to have, you know, she's, she's doing the whole play. She's actually figuring out her own shit, which was nice to see. I loved the whole play thing for Andy herself, but it brought her and Pacey back together in a way that had Andy reevaluating how the relationship ended and rediscovering, you know, a love for Pacey that had lingered. And I think that is kind of a mistake when no one, not no one, none of nobody, none of us want to watch Andy struggle to get over Pacey. And I don't Mm -hmm. know, like we love her for like her conversations with Pacey and her wanting Pacey to get what he wants. Her wanting Pacey to be with Joey if that's what he wants. Like going above and beyond to be the fucking angel God saint patron of this fucking show. Yeah. Um, But it sucked because like where the fuck was the Andy storyline for herself? Right. She gets to play and like that's it. Right, right, exactly. She's very much a supporting character in this season. Um, We get to see flashes of Andy that's really exciting. Um, I think, like, some of my favorite moments uh, from Andy is, like, I love, well, number one, she is not great at graphic design, and I love that she's always trying to make a flyer. But um, (laughs) back to uh, Two Green with Love, when she's, like, on the phone with somebody, basically, like, blackmailing, like, well, if you don't help, then I'm not going to help you on your book. Um, That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm thinking to the I mean, there was a lot of like really cute moments, like the fact that she was like, hey, like girls, like, you know, what's wrong with us is that we don't hang out together. Yeah. And we all we do is obsess about boys. Let's have a slumber party and like have a girls night. That was really good. Um, I think that my favorite emotional moment is, of course, when she well, it's two. So like she picks up the true love sign from the water and I think that was just like such a good moment because like obviously she's like telling Pacey in that moment like I forgive you for what has transpired and and somebody brought up to me like well I don't think that like Andy has any right to forgive Pacey to falling in love with somebody else because it's been like a year at that point. That is true. However, she does have to forgive for the fact that like um, like that he refused to tell her and this was happening behind her of back course. when they're all friends. Yeah, I think that like Andy's feelings are valid no matter what those are, whether it's jealousy, yeah. envy, you know, anger. I think she's allowed to feel all of those things. Um, especially when she was left in the dark. And not only that, she did Pacey the, she told Pacey about her feelings for Cruddy. She told, she was so Mm -hmm. honest and open with Pacey that for it not to be reciprocated was really rough. It was really tough to watch. And I think that like the, the bright spots of Andy, I love how they resolved the PSAT stuff. As much as I didn't enjoy that as a storyline, I liked the resolution yeah. of it. I, loved, I did too. Yeah, I loved her and Principal Green's relationship. And that was one of the main reasons I was so upset yeah. when he was gone. And the fact that Joey led the charge instead of Andy never made a ton of sense to me. Like, I think there's a lot of great moments for Andy. But I think you said it best when you said she's a supporting character this season. And I think seeing what we saw from her in season two and then have this to be the follow-up was disappointing and seeing yeah. that they did put her to the side a bit more. 
Um, Another favorite moment of mine is her in First Encounters of the Close Kind when she um, went to Harvard and was talking to Fran Boyd. I loved that. The Dean's secretary. That was phenomenal. Um, Her kind of just like spilling out her feelings about her mom and how like she wants to use that to write an essay. And like she was like, you know, coming up with ways to like for her to meet with the dean. Like that was very Andy. Like we loved that episode. Yeah. Um, definitely a bright spot. Uh, and also, um, in the prom episode where she was like, she said to Pacey, like Pacey, you have to tell her. Yeah, you have to tell her how you feel because if you don't, you will regret it for the rest of your life. And she was pushing Pacey to be honest with Joey, and then she also is there for Dawson as well. She goes to Dawson in the last episode and says, "You need to fix your friendship with him because he's about to leave." And then at the end of the episode, she and Jen and Jack are there for Dawson when things fell as they did. Yeah, and, and you know Amy is the one who like too. leads the charge she on was that. Totally the one that organized. So yeah, that. like I think I think that the bright spots of Andy are really great this season. I just really yeah. hated what they did to her in the beginning of the season. And I'm hoping yep. that season four brings us better Andy content, hopefully. Yeah. Um but let's move on to another gal who had a, quite a bit of a rough season here. Jen Lindley. Yeah. Jen kind of, and Henry. Okay. Well, now, hold on. Let's give Jen her duke. Um, so Jen had a horrible season in season two. She had fun moments when she was like fucking around. Oh, the Abby, Abby stuff was great. Yeah. yeah. That was great, but very, very rough. A bad, bad hair season for her season two. This season, great hair. Looked amazing. amazing she hair. looked so pretty the whole, whole entire season. I think that she's kind of like the opposite of Andy. The first half of the season really loved Jen. Her being the punk rock cheerleader worked for me so well. And her going on her like monologues about how like society yeah. like treats women and how Belinda's going to like, you know, be downing like the Prozac in 50 years was great. Punk rock cheerleader was amazing. Um, I liked the like beginning of the Henry and Jen stuff where she was just like, what am I going to do with you? You're like a young kid. You don't know anything about anything. Like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Um, I thought that was great. I thought <laughs> her in Escape from Witch Island sends me um, just a couple little kids doing a little bit of black magic. Um Sends me once again. We talked about her and Pacey. That worked for me. Uh, it, it did a, a bit. Not, I mean, it wasn't my favorite thing in the galaxy, but it did. When Jen starts turning, is when her and Henry become a bunch of blank, uh, wet blankets and they are like on again and off again and fighting. And she's calling him like a, you know, a, a freshman, a horny freshman and and all of that stuff. I think that that's when uh, the tides turn for Jen. Yeah. I think my problem with her and Henry, I mean, first of all, Henry fucking sucks. But even beyond that, I felt like a lot of what they were doing to Jen this season 
felt very teen girl trope of like, oh, now she's jealous. And oh, now she doesn't know what to do because she feels so strongly for Henry. And I felt like all of that felt so unearned. We were never given an explanation on Jen's feelings and why she might be feeling these ways. It was almost as just as if like it was all very surface with her. Like she would act so like it was like she wanted Henry to read her mind. And we were never given a reason for why she was acting like this. And the whole prom thing was so annoying like oh Henry like we're not gonna have sex and then he like says something and she's like well they're definitely not having sex now and it's just like what the fuck like I just <laughs> and then at the end she was just like and to think we were going to have sex yeah. tonight and like Henry's like what, what are you talking about this? yeah so what like this? all of this sucked I feel like for as great as Jen looked this season with her hair on point I thought her makeup always fresh always young um, fresh and dewy yeah, yeah I just felt like the personality and what they did to her as a character really sucked like the best parts of Jen totally agree with you inverse of Andy beginning of the season I could take or leave the cheerleading thing it didn't really ever work for me however the thing that did work for me and that we completely lost mid to the end of the season was her relationship with Jack like them the best buds Jack and Jen were like it was one of my favorite things and I felt like as soon as she hooked up with Henry see you later Jack we're never gonna hang out again Jack was too busy punching a calculator with his dad like it was just like (laughs) where the fuck are they and that was something that really disappointed me because we thought that was like one of the best points of early season three was we loved them together we like do. them laying on a blanket looking at the stars together was yeah. so cute um one of the biggest one of the best jack scenes which we'll talk about and um, when we get to him in a second is when he says he's moving out and how emotional it is for oh. jack jen and grams right that was so hard it was, that was and i just so so hard there were so many moments this season where i felt like it would have made sense for the two of them to join together and have these moments together and like talk about about their feelings and all of that to me the fact that we didn't get that in the late season three was a disservice to what they set up in seasons two and three you know right yeah I also think like there was a lot of family stuff that like didn't totally get to a point or like kind of missed the mark so like we have like her and Grams of course like you know their relationship is always going to be a little tumultuous tumultuous Thank you. Um, but they were getting along beautifully this season. We saw a lot of grams this season, which I did like. Um, but of course, like then they had to like in the one one of the last episodes, they had to have like the same old tip. Yep. Which same is argument really different annoying. day. Um, the stuff with her mom, I feel as though could have been really something. It could have been better than it was. It was interesting seeing her mom um, and it was interesting finally having that dynamic because this has been kind of one of the mysteries. Like, like, how did Jen get to Cape Side? Um, why did she have to leave and wear the pretty, pretty girl dress? Um, and then finally, like the Eve stuff. She has a half sister. She knows kind of about her. I still am not convinced that she knows it was Eve who her half sister is. And the fact that they never really close that door completely really irks me. That's probably like the loosest end that we get from this season. Um, Yes, Jen knows that she has a half sister out there. Does Dawson ever tell her that he knows who her half sister is? Because I'm I'm telling like, you know, 
Jen's mom was not like, hey, like, no. it was this girl named Eve, and you actually met her. And yeah, this she's was, like, the biggest, one of the biggest mists of the marks for me in, like, a long-term story was this one, where it was yeah. just, like, who the fuck cares? Like, we, yes, we care because we care about Jen, but none of this really tracked. The ending to the Jen and her mom situation was very was weird. weird. Like, none, yeah. it felt very off and was not my favorite. And I think, all in all, it leads to, like, a pretty bad season of Jen. I mean, season two was rough for her, but at least we were being entertained. Whereas this season, yeah. it was more like, oh, I do- every time Jen and Henry are on screen, I just want to fast forward through them. Like, I don't want to watch them. And I think yeah, that really like, it sucked. It was kind of entertaining, but it, it truly, it really did blow. Yeah. Um, because he dragged her down. Like, they're just, they're just one of those relationships that, like, really, they, like, keep to themselves and they just, like, bring down the vibes. Yeah. Like, you know those, those couples that couple, out there. Yeah. And I think, yeah. like, the if we're going to give her somewhat credit, even though I don't know that the storyline worked for me. Towards the end of the season, we see like therapy Jen to the rescue, right? Like she's like <laughs> oh, yeah. seeking Trolling out. the dock. She is. She's literally skulking on the dock, just spying, <laughs> keeping an eye out for anybody who may need help. For anybody yeah. that could oh, possibly there's need Dawson. advice. He looks sad. Let me go over to him. And then constantly, and I did like this storyline, don't get me wrong, we're like Joey and Jen, you know, like are getting along and Jen is using, you know, saying, Joey, I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. She as the one, you know, bright spot for Jen. We've always said she's the most emotionally intelligent of all the characters. Now, the Henry and her stuff doesn't speak fondly of that. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she does recognize something is going on between Pacey and Joey. She is the first to spot it. And so she goes to each of them individually and offers them you can talk to me. I'm here. You know, I'm a shoulder to cry on. I'm a, a, an ear that can listen to your problems, right? right? I liked that for Jen. I thought her in that supporting yeah. role made sense. Um, I think it's a because bit. Because she always felt very separated from the group. Always. And she wants in to make herself. Seasons, and she yeah. wants to be within the group. She wants so... to be indispensable. Yeah. So I'm really glad that she was part of the group this season. Like she was a true creep creep this season. Yeah. She was there. She was present for the most part. Um, I think that she's a very a, a great character. I really do love Jen. Um, and I just think that they I think that she needs to break it off with Henry. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get to that in our predictions and hopes for season four. But moving on to her BFF, at least for the beginning half of season three, um, we have Jack, who, I mean, we kind of thought this would be coming. He's exploring romantic interests, you know, now that he's out. Um, So we had the him and Ethan of it all, which I know it was a very quick turn of like you being like, yes, love Ethan, hot guy on yeah. the show pro Ethan and like immediately yeah. were soured on him and don't like him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was really, really, really excited about the prospect of Ethan after first encounters of the close kind. I thought that getting those three characters in that um, that episode was really exciting for me. And yeah, like Ethan was pretty cute when we first meet him. Somehow he got less and less attractive as the seasons went on yeah and i i i don't know if it's a hair thing i don't know if it's like personality thing too i just got sour yeah like he really got on his pedestal and was like i know all about x y and z which like we should have known like in the very first conversation that they had he was very like 
oh, like I can tell this because you have like a deer in the eye look. And like we should have known. We yeah. should have known. But I don't know. Um, aside from the Ethan, like it didn't work out. Thank goodness. I'm really glad that Jack got to explore that. We got... Um, you know, he was very shy in the beginning to even try something with anybody. He got that uh, after the the news story, he got all those emails and fan yeah. mail from random people. And he was supposed to go on a date with this dude, which I love that season by uh, that uh, scene, by the way, where Andy and Jack yes, were like, that was so fun. I am yeah it was amazing yeah i think like Um, the the jack as a football player storyline felt very tropey to me i didn't mind it but it just felt like they didn't know what to do with jack because he was originally an artist last season and then suddenly not that you can't be both i'm not saying it's one or the other Mm -hmm. i'm just saying it felt like beyond making flyers every fucking five seconds that jack didn't have any artistry in his body hey he's a great graphic designer he told andy not to use more than like Three fonts. I know, which is but a it's good just, advice. It was ridiculous. It felt like they didn't really know what they were doing with him. And then the whole like dating thing. I enjoyed it. I just wish it had a better ending for Jack's sake. I think yeah. they really are are knocking him down a few pegs and making him struggle. Not that it wouldn't be a struggle in his situation. Um, but I mean, I guess if we're looking at the bright side he now has a much better relationship with his father than he did in season two they've really turned things around like I said before I think one of the most there's two emotional moments that stand out to me in this season both involving Jack when he's leaving Graham's and Jen's household to move back in with his family because he says Andy needs him I did love the the reuniting of Jack and Andy I felt like the beginning of the season was really missing that they were really tight in season two he's there for her a lot through her struggles and so then him recognizing she needs him he needs to be home with her loved that and then I also loved I mean we were really harsh on Mr. McPhee throughout a lot of season two and season three um I we obviously hate him not accepting Jack but if we're going to try to put the past behind him, them, uh, behind us, and if Jack can forgive Mr. McPhee, I suppose we can too. Like Mr. McPhee, like was doing a great, great work in the scene, in the last scene, and in, in the episode of the finale with Jack, where he's crying in the kitchen. You know, Ethan has rejected him. He says, "Why is it so hard for me? Why do I have to think so much about just a kiss? Nobody else has to do this." And his yeah. father's comforting him, and I think. That did a lot for Jack this season. I mean, we obviously want a happy ending for him. But those two moments, I thought, uh, great acting on the on the part of Chris Smith to begin with, but also just as as moments for Jack in the season. Huge moments, especially when you put this into time context. If this is right. the 90s. This is not something you're seeing on TV a lot. Um, big things, I think, for LGBTQIA like community um, to have this on television, to have the yep. first homosexual kiss on television, beyond Dawson's Creek, even if it didn't Wild. turn out the way we wanted. But I hate how it turned out. Exactly. Whatever. Um, I totally agree with you. I love that scene with Mr. McPhee as well. I watched it this morning and it still made me emotional. Mm-hmm. Jack had really fun moments, too. Of course, uh, we get a kick out of the calculator stuff. Yeah. We get a kick out of www.annoyingsister.com. <laughs> I loved him in the last episode where he was speaking. uh 
to Jen and Henry through yeah. uh, himself. And he's like, this is so stupid and immature. We love sassy Jack. We love like snarky yeah. Jack. Like whenever yeah. he gets mad, we love it. We Yeah. I yeah. love him like <laughs> hitting Grams's hand away when like he's trying to make wreaths. And yes. he's trying to put a flower in his hair. Like all, I love, I really do love Jack. Jack um, Can't forget the Jack milk. Jack, what's Jack milk? <laughs> um, I think that. Uh, compared to last season, he where we were like, we don't know what Jack's about. We, he doesn't have much of a personality. I definitely don't think that that's an argument that we have. Right. This season, um, next season, would love to have a storyline that's not related around love for him. Something else. Yeah, beyond his sexuality, that's sexuality not his entire personality. And love. Also, I I um, am really hoping for a good relationship for Jack. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, but all in all, happy for Jack, even though he ended the season in a rough place. I think he's a, in a better family place. Um, and I think yeah. he's grown a lot. Right. I think these are all learning opportunities yeah. for him. So at least there's that. You know, he had his first I've, loss in terms of love yes. and, and like a potential relationship there. And I'm I'm curious to see what will happen with him in the future. I really need to know what happened to Jack and Andy's mom. Like, I just, I honestly, I need that closure. Like, is she still around? Is she not with us anymore? Yeah. Is she in like a facility? I, I, for myself, I really need to know. I need that closure. Um, Yeah. So hopefully I'm, hopefully we'll find out for sure. Yeah. um, What's going on. Um, Let's move on to a couple that annoyed us to no end. Like, do we really have to? Well, we're just, it's, let's spend less than five minutes on them. Mitch and Gail, they're back together. The ridiculousness of starting the season, getting divorced and ending the season, getting married. Just they open F- Leary's Fresh Fish, which we hated as a storyline. Honestly, like all pretty much crap. This is isn't this also the season that Mitch dates that lady who is mean to Dawson about his film? No, that was last oh, season. Oh, see, I, the fact that I can't even remember is trash. And like, that was like a fun moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, they, nothing no. for me. Nothing. Yeah, this this really was like quite irritating um, throughout. Like we get like Coach Mitch in the beginning. We don't even have oh, Gail. Oh, God, God about Coach Mitch. Yeah, we don't even have Gail in the beginning. Um, and then Gail comes back. And then for some strange reason, she's not living at home. Um, and then eventually we start Leary's Fresh Fish, which is irritating because it's just like, I mean, she is a great news reporter, but and she and the reasoning why she's not a news reporter anymore really irks me because they think that she's too old to be on television. Yeah, that like, whole storyline was fuck? stupid. Yeah. And the um, fact that she's the one who opens the restaurant instead of Mitch made no fucking Mitch, sense when he was spending the entire first season like yeah. working on a restaurant they're both um, just so irredeemable in everything they do we have Mitch with the apple situation that we oh yeah how dare he <laughs> how dare he throw that apple so hard it's aggressively yeah um, um yeah. I it's like for like honestly be together don't be together stay that way and I don't need anything else no. if they're together just please stay together now I I can't I don't I really hope next season any animosity or argument I don't want to get any of that all I want for Mitch and Gail 
from now on is to fuck on the coffee table and that's yeah. it that's all you're allowed to do Mitch yeah. and Gail yeah that's think, all you're allowed to do from now on yeah I'm done talking about them because I have nothing new to add because it's all the same shit like listen to season two yeah. podcast pretty much yeah. a repeat of how we feel I about just Mitch like for like for the the writers to think that we want to go through this with Mitch and yeah, Gail we don't for t- three seasons is disgusting it's too much I love in season one how we were like we hope this is wrapped up soon Yeah, funny of us to think that. Yeah, it's it's truly ridiculous. Um, Let's move on to Grams, who for the most part, while she was absent for a lot of the season, when she was there for the most part, I will say she was had a good season. Right. She we love the her Jack and uh, Jen dynamic. We love that so much. Um, I think like her and Jen had a good amount of growth. Grams took a significant step back. With the whole calling Jen a slut because she thinks that Jen slept with Henry. Like that to me yep. was the biggest yeah. blight on the biggest red mark on uh, on Graham's report card is that situation. Right. I totally agree. Um, I spoke to you about this privately. The fact that to shame Jen about the prospect of having sex with Henry but then to say it's a healthy thing for a young boy to want to have sex is really, really irksome. And then when she listens to her grandmother's advice and just says boys will be boys and makes it up to Henry, then she shames Jen again for sleeping with Henry. And then, as you say, she's applauding Jen and Henry while they're making out in front of like 50 football players. Do it in the car. Yeah. And I think that that is really annoying. It just feels as though it's very like boys will be boys. They're a healthy boy will want to have sex and girls should just be a delicate young flower. That was really trash. I think like the only redeeming quality to any of that was Graham's in the car, like pulling like a speed oh, movie. And I watched it and she like hits a bunch of trash. Like she doesn't really. give a fuck. She is drunk no. as a skunk and ready to roll, baby. <laughs> yeah, that was like the, the highlight of, of Graham's this season. Yeah, overall yeah. a really high season for Graham's. It's just that one mark that brought me back to that season one place where I fucking hated Graham's because she was so judgmental. And again, like the hypocrisy here is glaring like it is it's really tough look for her but I think overall we're fairly high on grams I feel like she ended the season in a very strong place despite having those Mm -hmm. missteps um so happy to see what is going to happen in the future and again just to put another little spotlight on that one moment between her Jack and Jen I loved that moment for grams too I think like that really showed that as judgy as she can be and has been in the past, the fact that she is so supportive of Jack and takes him in and is just like there for him. She is a mentor. She is a guide, guiding person, right? She is she is someone who's a parent to him when he needs one. Um, yep. I think says a lot about her. And I try to remember that in the moments that she is slut shaming Jen so I don't lose my mind because it's, it's so upsetting to watch. Right, yeah. Um, she, oh yeah. my god, and the fact that she was like, Graham's like, I did not have sex with her, and she's like, this is the most amazing news I've yeah. ever heard in my life. Oh god, so I know. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Everything else was great. We loved Graham's. We, we 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 love like the vi- like the whole Graham's essence. Yeah, yeah. You you have a great impression. Yeah, Jennifer. 
It's just so yeah. fun. Like, it's fun to podcast yeah. about Grams because of that. It is. Um, it is. All right. Are we ready to move on to our uh, our character rankings? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So just a reminder for those, um, for season two, here is your previous ranking for season two. Sarah had Andy at the top, followed by Pacey, then Dawson, Abby, Joey, Jack, and then Jen. Oh, yeah. Jen had a rough season. She did. Um, and so uh, so obviously we have no Abby now? this season. Oh, yeah. Um, but the Creek Creeps are still here. So how do you have the Creek Creeps ranked this season? Number one, I have Pacey. I think Pacey just had a great season. Um, it's hard not to love Pacey. Number two, although the Henry stuff really was painful at times i think that jen had a great season so she's my number two the reason being is because she really like came around and she just was like i don't know i i just liked her this season i thought that she was great like i thought that um that she she turned it around and maybe the henry stuff is not great but it was at least fun to watch um for the most part uh number three uh, Andy, because although the first six episodes were really, really awful, we have the rest of the season, and that's only like a a, a quarter of the season, and it's not that it's it's it was bad, but you know the the other three quarters of the season we have great Andy moments. Um, number four, I have Jack. I think that he would have been higher if he had more. Yeah. Like, just more. Um, and number five, I'm going to put Dawson here because at first Dawson was at the bottom. But thinking back and after our discussion, Joey had a really, really frustrating season and she wasn't fun to watch. So although yeah. like Dawson fucking sucks, he's always fun to watch. I'm always going to be enjoying him on my television. So that puts uh, Joey in six and Dawson in five. Wow. OK, so we've had some significant movement from you in terms of like Jen going from all the way at the bottom to number two. Um, Pacey moving up only one spot, but, uh, but yeah, Jack moving up, Joey kind of staying almost put, um, and Dawson dropping significantly, which should be no surprise to anybody, honestly, that he dropped so significantly. Um, okay. So my rankings, uh, last season I had Andy at the top followed by Pacey, then Abby, Dawson, Joey, Jack, and then Jen at the bottom. Um, so my rankings this season are actually quite different from yours. I feel like this is the most ours has ours have differed, but um, I could be wrong. Um, number one, I have Pacey. I think for obvious reasons. I think we, all of these characters have had bad moments this season. So yes, I'm not saying by putting Pacey number one that he did nothing wrong. Of course, he did many things wrong. But I think compared to the rest, it wasn't as bad yeah. of a season for him. And I think the, the strong showing at the end for Pacey really bumps him up to that top spot. Um he had a very great season-long arc, I thought. Um, Andy, I put at number two. Now, people might say, wow, she was real shit in the beginning of season three. And yes, they would be correct. But I will say, I think when you look at the difference between beginning of season three, Andy, and episode nine or ten number Andy, like, 
that is the Andy we know and love. And I feel mm-hmm. like she had such a strong comeback towards the end of the season. I loved what they did with her. I loved her supporting Pacey and just being a supportive friend overall. I felt like all the shit that she did was the beginning of the season. And I, I not only, I hated that, but I did love the resolution to the PSAT story. I thought that yeah. they took, they made a shit pie and or they, they had a pile of shit and then they were like, we'll turn it into a fucking pie and somehow sell it off yeah. as pudding, right? Like, they did something with it. That's oh, disgusting. Okay. But it's... <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Je- Jessica, you're, 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 car- you're, you're going down. I don't have a metaphor, but it doesn't matter. Because I felt like Andy ended the season so strongly that she had to be in, in this slot for me personally. Um, right. In third place, I have Jack. And, yeah. and the reason I have that, despite the football of it all and me not giving a single fuck about football and me hating Ethan... I felt like this season, you said it best, like made us care about Jack more. Season two, we were like, who is Jack? We don't know him. He doesn't have a huge personality. He still didn't have a huge personality in this season, but we got to see the relationship with his father progress, him move back in and be supportive towards Andy. We got to see like so much more of who Jack is. And not only that, I felt like some of the most powerful emotional stuff came from Jack. Um, and so I wanted to, he earned this spot for me in, in episode or, uh, number three in the, my uh, rankings here. Um, next up, I put Joey. I think like she waffles a lot and it pisses me off, right? Like her indecision is very frustrating. However, I can have some sympathy for her in that she's really put between a rock and a hard place. She's given an ultimatum from her best friend in the entire world. He's more than a friend. He's family to her. And so that's a hard spot to be in. You know, we can have some sympathy towards her there. Um, So I just think like to me, she's above Dawson because Dawson is just shite. He is. But he's fun to watch. Like, is it fun to watch Joey Potter? Um, when she's with, uh, when she's with Pacey, yeah, I think. And so, like, to me, she was better than Dawson, who is next in my, in my rankings. He's number five. Dawson, I thought, gave us some good drama. If, if for nothing else, he earns his spot not in last place because of the meme, right? Like, he gave us some stuff to work with here. Um, but unfortunately, my last place person who was also my last place person for season two, is Jen. Because guess What's what? What's Jen's crime? I don't give a fuck about Henry. I don't give okay, a single... Okay, that's not fair, though. Yes, it is. Because almost her entire season revolves around Henry and her relationship with her. And to me, she devolves as a character. She becomes this trope. She becomes this girl who forgets she has friends when she has a boyfriend. She becomes the jealous one. And it is so unfun to watch. Like, the beginning of season three was so great for her, but it was fleeting. It didn't last very long. Her and Jack... They were separated for most of the season after that first bit of season three. And so then we're stuck with just her and fucking Henry, who's so fucking annoying. And then not only that, but the Eve storyline revolving around her didn't have a satisfying ending. Like nothing with Jen. Once again, that's not Jen's fault. I'm not saying she's involved in it. That's her storyline. And so I just think she it's not her storyline. It's Dawson's storyline and just happens to bleed into Jen's. And that's why they're both at the bottom of my rankings. They're both at fault. Like they just Jen didn't have any nearly anything satisfying for me for this season. I just think the stuff you didn't work for you, but didn't really work for me. So Jen just ends up at the bottom of my rankings, which sucks. It sucks. She has the best look this season. I just think like not a lot there. And I hope for more from her for season four. I just it didn't work for me. Jen this season just really didn't work for me. Um, so yeah, that very different rankings from us. We have the same top person, but you have Jen in second and me and last is in an interesting, uh, turn of events. 
Um, but I know we did get a lot of people on Twitter giving us their rankings. So let me go. Let me go pull a few. I'm curious to see um, yeah. if people fall more along, uh, fall more along your lines or mine. Let's see what the people have to say here. Um, here we go. Okay, so we have Kimmy has Pacey number one, then Jack, then Andy, then Joey, and Jen in last, and then, sorry, then Jen, and then at minus 10,000 is Dawson. Uh, yeah. And f- next to Jen, she wrote, oh, Henry. So I think she probably is more well, yeah, on my like side Henry, of things. Henry, Henry is not, I refuse to admit that Henry is a creep creep. No, 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 no. She wrote in quotes next to Jen's name. Ugh, Henry. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, sorry. Um, And then from Linda, she has Andy, of course, at number one, because she's Linda and she loves Andy. She says, those other creep creeps don't deserve this angel. Totally agree <laughs> with you, Linda. Uh, Jack, then Jen, then Pacey, then Joey, then Dawson. I think this makes sense giving Linda's mm-hmm. pre- prior feedback about, like, the fact that Pacey and Joey didn't tell Andy is upsetting her. I think that makes yeah. is reflected in her rankings yeah um ash says pacey andy joey jen nikki i love that dawson isn't even on her rankings that cracks <laughs> me up okay in my defense i just before anybody comes at me it's more about like this is not like who i think these the best people are i know these are my like character rankings and dawson is fun listen, to watch because he's a fucking shit show listen that's fine and he, joey is not fun to watch because she can't make a decision and she's insufferable and she doesn't love pacey as much as i think that she could that's fine at this moment uh spam punk says pacey then jen jack andy joey dawson more along your lines actually that that ranking is close to yours um, we get uh Jen saying Pacey, Jen, Jack, Andy, Joey, and then <laughs> number six, she says, I mean one billion is Dawson. <laughs> uh and then adriana says pacey jen jack andy joey dawson uh for the season overall joey's at the bottom and dawson is second to last he loses me at the end of the season with that speech you're free which even makes it worse that it was legit supposed to be a nice guy moment yeah which yeah i totally agree i mean i think that i think that tracks a lot like i think that makes sense so um, those are our rankings. We'll see how they change for season four. I just think mm-hmm. it's fun to kind of look at that that type of thing and just see where our heads are, where we differ in, in what we like. And I think totally. this is the most we've differed for sure. Um, all right. Let's get into MVPs and LVPs. Uh, I'll go first with my MVP of the season. I don't think it's going to surprise anybody. As a reminder, last season, it was Andy for both of us. I had Pacey at like an honorable mention at that uh, for season two. Uh, but this season, he goes full-blown MVP status. I picked Pacey. I think, I mean, it tracks. He's number one in my character rankings, and I also think he took home the season. I think he had the best moments overall. I absolutely agree. I have him as my MVP, too. All right. I think LVP is more interesting to see where we each go here. Who do you have for the LVP, the suckiest of the sucks, the loser <laughs> of the season? All right. Like Mitch and Gale. Interesting. Okay. Mitch and Gale. And then I do have Joey as like a second, but it's really Mitch and Gale. I I can't even tolerate watching them yeah. on my TV screen. Um, I I chose somebody different than you did. Yeah, and guess I, who? And I'm pretty sure you chose Mitch and Gale. Yeah, you did. G- Gale and Mitch last season is what you had. Gitch. I yeah. had Miss Kennedy or Tyson was who I had said in mine. Um, this season, someone our our favorite diet Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, someone who we love to make fun of with 
Oh, Jen, I just, um, I just, I just love looking at you. You're so beautiful. Fucking Henry Hank himself. Yeah. Hank the Tank sucks. I, yeah, I, I mean, it tracks, but like, I can tolerate watching him. I, I can't, can't, I can't, I want to drown myself in the creek when I watch Mitch and Gale. I just can't with him. I, he's so obnoxious. I just can't. He is. He is. So he's annoying terrible. to watch. But also, at least, like, he makes us laugh. And I don't know if Mitch and Gil ever made us laugh. That's fair. It's fair to say. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. When we get back, we're going to go through favorite episodes, least favorite episodes. We still have a, award winning to do, award winning, award giving outing. You know what I mean? We still have awards to give out. Um, we have a draft winner. And of course, we have predictions and hopes for season two and some feedback to get to. So we will be right back. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And we are back from our ad break. Um, let's dive into favorite episodes of the season. Um, I know you usually do like a full on ranking. I somewhat did that, but I more of or more or less just put my favorite stuff at the top. And then I did like I have like uh, it's in Roman numerals. Oh, my God. Seven. <laughs> wow. You're very fancy today with your Roman numerals. It's not numerals. my fault. It's the it's the Google Docs. They it's love the, to do it's it. the Docs. Yeah. They love a, they love yeah. a, a Roman numeral. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if anybody ever is curious to see what my full rankings are, I do have one to 23 ranked. Uh, let's just go with our, you know, five favorites. Episodes. So, yeah. So, numero uno for me, all the way at the tippity top, uh, was True Love, the finale. I feel like it's it's a good episode. Like, there's drama. It's like it wraps everything up in a pretty nice little neat package. Um, I really love that one. Resolution. Yeah. It's a solid episode. It has some pretty iconic moments um, for the show. Fun moments, there's iconic moments, there's heartfelt moments. It's really a fully encompassed episode. It yeah. made my top five list as well. Not at number one, but uh, I have it at number four. Which, oh, wow. But it's still out of 23 episodes. No, that's that's, that's super good. high. It's definitely one of my favorites. I think that it's probably one of the most memorable episodes mm-hmm. of the season. Um, or of maybe even the series. One of these days, I'm going to have to figure out like what my top ten favorite episodes are. Yeah. We'll f- do that once we finish. Um, maybe we'll that. Maybe that'll be like after we're fully done with the series. That would be like yeah. a top ten episodes or something. Oh, that'd be fine. Yeah, Joey makes a decision. The Dawson mm-hmm. meme. Grams is 
going full tilt in her driving. It's full a great episode. Full tilt junk, drunk Grams is the best. <laughs> yeah, starlight, star bright. <laughs> Jennifer, star- go make out with Henry, please. Yeah. Um, all right, so what was your numero uno pick for the number one episode for you? I have the episode 20, The Longest Day. I ah, yeah. love this episode. It is so good because it it also gives the drama, right? Like this is yeah. the big realization and having more and more more uh information being exposed throughout the episodes with different people's perspectives and finding out how Dawson found out once again yeah. through Jen. Oops, maybe if Jen wasn't playing therapist all the time, that wouldn't have <laughs> happened. Um, but that was really great. Um, of course, we get like the saucy makeout session in the beginning. Yeah. The fact that Andy also walks in on this mess is also really crazy and gripping. And I just love the... It's kind of funny because what is this? The same like three scenes over and over again. But they do a very good job of every single time we go around exposing a little bit more information so that finally we can see what happened in the longest day. Yeah, I had this at number two. I feel like it's a very obvious top notch episode, especially because it is different, right? Like it has a different structure than yeah. all the other episodes. So it stands out in it's that unique. way. Right. Even without the fact that there's so much drama and it's like oh, Dawson finally found, finds out about Joey and PC. Like there's intrigue. Yeah. Easily, easily a great episode. I had it my number two spot overall. Um, For my number three spot, I had Stolen Kisses, the Aunt Gwen episode. Um, It's a good one. This one is so good. I think that like the fact that we have these like Joey and Pacey moments is is intriguing. The amount of fun time podcasting that we had about the paintings that Aunt Gwen painted. (laughs) Like I can't help but like have bias in that like I remember enjoying podcasting about that so much. Not only that, but I really loved the like karaoke moments I thought were like light and fun. Um, And yeah, I just think that there's a lot to like in, in this episode. Yeah, of course, we get the introduction of Cruddy, who might be the... Honestly, he might be the best young American that's ever come out. It's not a steep competition. Well, (laughs) in the entire country, he's literally the best American we've ever had. Best young American. So that was a lot of fun. Obviously, seeing all the tension between Joey and Pacey was a lot of fun. Yeah, the 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 kiss. And then there was, yeah, they they really deliver. They say, hey, like there might be stolen kisses here. And we got and we, we got did that. Get them. My the my reasoning why this fell to six was because this was the episode where uh, Jen was jealous with that girl, the waitress. Oh, you're and right. And I was like, I just oh, blocked that blow. out of my memory. Yeah, it was very annoying. <laughs> so that's why that kind of got dropped for me and is not a favorite episode. If we didn't have that storyline with Jen and Henry, then maybe that would have went up in my number three position. Uh, 
I have, or are we on number two, actually? What is your number two? I don't know that My we've number about two it. is episode nine, four to tango. Yes, I have that at number five. So I agree. Yeah. It's an excellent episode. It's an excellent episode. I feel like the tonal shift was so extreme um, in a good way because this was where everything kind of just turned around. I remember saying, like, everything feels lighter, brighter. Uh, we get Andy and Jack on the com- on the Mac computer, which you know I love yeah. a Mac computer, typing away on AIM. We get the dance lessons. We get... Um, I love the dance moments between Joey and PC because it just like highlights... They're not even like together yet. They're still just like a spark there. Yes. But like they're so funny together and they're fun to watch. And like yeah. Detective Dawson trying to like figure out who's fucking in his room. Exactly. I, that is also... A great part of the episode where he finds the condom and he's like talking mm-hmm. to Jen who is in the know but she has to pretend like she's not in the know yeah and then she starts to get a little jealous of Joey because they are seen gallivanting and yep. it's, it's and the make out in the coat closet in that whole situation yes yes so it was to me this was definitely a standout episode for me it's definitely number two yeah um so Okay, so you have, remind me, you have True Love at number five and Longest, and you have... True Love is number four. Oh, True Love is number four. So what do you have at number three? Have we discussed your number three? Not yet, not yet. If you tell me it's Escape from Witch Island, bitch. It is season three, episode seven, Escape from Witch Island. Girl, I knew you were going to have that. I have that at number seven, so I do love it. Okay. But I'm not as high on it as you ever will be. Dumb. That is so good. It's so dumb. It's so good. I love Witch Island. Like, the thing about Dawson's Creek is, like, yes, it has all these emotional moments that are spectacular, but it's a dumb show at the end of the day, and this is just pure dumb fun. It is dumb fun. I love the fact that they're on which island. I love the fact that... They think that they see all this fire blasting on yeah. them. Is it canon? Is witchcraft canon? Is love potions canon? The hookup. We got like Joey being like, you are ripping off Blair Witch Project the whole time. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, and I, I, I really think that it's a good episode to just throw on. You know, you can if if you could just throw on an episode, you're not going to be throwing on like one of these like heartbreaking um, unless you want to go important episodes yeah Yeah, if you just want something in the background that's just gonna make you chuckle and whatever i think it's which island yeah i could see it i had that one at number seven um one that you haven't mentioned yet that i haven't my number four spot is a weekend in the country, um, which is the very first, like the opening night of the B and B, where they have like their soft open. Um, and this is also the episode where Jack says goodbye to Grams and Jen. He's leaving. Like we get like the whole um, like what's your favorite smell or what's the smell associated with the memory conversation. Yeah, Bodie comes back. Bodie comes back. I just think like overall, it's a really nice episode and obviously it also sets up even more of the joey and pacey stuff for later um but i just i really really enjoyed uh enjoyed that episode so i had to put it number four uh i have that number eight and then on my number five 
it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody else, is episode 10, First Encounters of the Close Kind. I love the college episode. I think that the introduction of AJ, Ethan, and Nikki came at the right time. I think mm-hmm. that we needed some fresh blood at that time. Of course, I love Fran Boyd with um, Andy. That was great. And the fact that the realization yeah. that both Nikki and Ethan are going to Cape Side might be stupid and might be like too coincidental, but it was it was a lot of a you were lot, hyped. Of you were hyped for new characters. So yeah, like, I think that I was yeah. really really ready for some fresh blood, some new love interests, and I think that it came at the exactly the right time that it needed to come. Yeah, I think for me. Um, just because I felt like I didn't like the the res- like I didn't like how they had Nikki Green gone like not too far into the season, and then the Ethan stuff never really panned out. So like to me, it's not the same as having like Andy and Jack join the show where it's like game changing. Right, like it ends yeah. up being when I'm looking back at it after watching the full season, it doesn't stand out as much simply because yeah, it doesn't end up really mattering. And on top of that, I fucking hated AJ in this episode so there was no way this was cracking anywhere near the top of my list um but the only one that I have I made like a top seven for whatever reason I don't know I just wrote down the ones that I liked the most um the only one we haven't discussed that is number six on my list is Neverland which is the girls night out combined with the Dawson and Pacey camping trip and mainly the reason I like this one so much is because of obviously the girls night out I love them like hanging out them deciding they're gonna like get Victoria's Secret outfits and go roller skating like I just thought it was really fun to finally see the girls together um, hanging out together. And though even though it's not like a momentous episode, I mean, we think for a second Dawson and Pacey might have it out because of the whole Pacey telling him about Joey thing. Um, but I don't know. I like this episode. I think it's like a little it's a little refreshing, you know, to see them hanging out together. Neverland hits um, cracks the top 10 for me. Mm-hmm. Another episode that we didn't discuss that was my number seven was Cinderella Story. I, It's when Joey and Basie kiss for the first time. Yeah. It, and it's when we get rid of a, um, AJ. So yeah, I, it's just point. it's kind of infamous. Uh, and the fact that back in the day they had to wait an entire month between episode 17 and 18. Wild. Yeah, wild. that's a lot. Yeah, just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um I, honestly it's a it's a plethora of great episodes in this Especially season. the back half, I think. Like you're looking at some pretty top tier episodes in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um let's get into episodes that we did not like so much. Um the one that I wrote down that was my number one least favorite episode of the entire season is Secrets and Lies. I feel like the reasoning should be obvious. This is the whole situation between Andy and Rob where it's like uh, at least hinted at, it's inferred, it's whatever that Andy is lying about this whole encounter with him. Um, I hated this. I hated what they did with Andy here. I just didn't think it made sense. This is also in the first half of season three when it's still fairly crappy like there's not a lot of great episodes here so just one that didn't didn't hit for me I agree this is my last episode on my list as well I think that this is the probably the lowest of the low that Andy gets um as well as the fact that she made this move to try to manipulate something between her 
and Pacey. That felt really, really awful. Uh, we have the drag show at the gala, which kind of worked, but still didn't feel n- like normal Dawson's Creek. Yeah. We had uh, Miss Freckling and uh, Hank the Orchid Lover, which was kind of funny to talk about. But I think that anything that had to do with Andy just ruined this episode for me that I I will not watch this episode again. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing there's nothing here for me, I think. Um mm-hmm. uh, what is your second least favorite, you know, the second to last episode? Yeah, season three, episode five, uh, Indian Summer. Number one, everyone is dripping wet throughout the entire episode, (laughs) like sweating, like water down their face. So that was off-putting. The then we have Eve threatening Dawson about yeah. um, and blackmailing her uh, him. It, you know we have the film noir thing, but once again, I think that they were really trying to capture like the Abby Morgan is a detective story, yeah. and it just wasn't as as fun. It wasn't as good. Yeah, uh, Joey's boss Rob is a douche. Um, and yep. then we have the 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 two things that I do like about this episode is Jen and Jack stargazing and the Eve mom reveal that is uh, Jen's mom at the end. But kind of like what you're saying before, it really never went anywhere. So yeah. it's not as like amazing and fun as you would think it would be. Yeah, I had Indian Summer as like third to last. My yeah. second to least favorite episode is Homecoming. Um, I just like the reveal of Andy cheating on Pacey is like a really tough pill to swallow. Um, I just think like the whole football star video with Mitch being a complete asshole is also really tough to watch. I just think like, honestly, it's no surprise that all of my least favorite episodes come from the first six you know six episodes of Dawson's Creek right yes like I have that as like my fifth least favorite Mm -hmm. we have um Andy's feeling really guilty at this point and she's like wanting to tell uh Mr. Green but it turns out it was just about the disciplinary committee uh that he wants to meet her with uh there was that weird thing where like Jack was underperforming and decided to, to, they just put on makeup to distract the other football team. It was just, it was just really, really off-putting. Yeah. I also have episode eight, uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, the Thanksgiving episode. Didn't work for me. Um, The mom thing was really underwhelming uh, and it didn't, it it could have gone so much more. There could have been more intrigue. There could have been way more. And the resolution between Jen and her mom just doesn't make sense to me. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. I had that one at my fourth least favorite. I think like, yeah. It's it's obvious, right? Like all of our bottom episodes are going to come from the first yeah. six. I misspoke. I was talking about home movies as episode four. Uh, episode two didn't have the weird condom buying the oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. sex yeah. advice from Jen. Uh, the introduction of Henry. Oh, the ice cream thing. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all yeah. bad. All bad. I think yeah. It's we very were talking about home home movies. Yeah, I, got, I got them mixed up. The words home. Yeah. Lots of home. Lots of home. Um, but yeah, everything was. Pre-episode... Pre-episode I mean, nine? Pre-episode nine. I I did somehow have Like a Virgin pretty high up in my rankings, like probably like in the middle, because... 
because it was before it got super cringe. It was kind it of was like still early. It was the first it was episode of early the enough to be like, what is happening? But yeah. and I was like, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I might like this journey that we're going on. And this might be a lot of fun because it's yeah. like Dawson's crashing the boat. There's this like weird girl named Eve. But <sighs> then as soon as episode two came around, as soon as Andy came back home, I was like, nope. Don't love it. Don't love it at all. Yeah, it's all bad. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to see either Jessica or I's like fuller rankings, you could always tweet at us. Yeah, let us know. Let us know um, what you think. Tell us what your favorite episode was. Let's get into the uh, the fashion hour winners. Um, so we have what has transitioned from the Rachel Green Award into the Elle Woods Award for Fashion Excellence because we're now in the aughts. Um, so do you have any guesses as to who won the Elle Woods Award? This season hmm. Previous winners uh, yeah. Season 2 Andy Was the winner With Abby right. being runner up And season 1 Jen really ran away with it uh, With Joey in second But by like Three point difference So Right It's close right. this season One point hmm. away Between the second place And winner By any chance Is Joey our winner This time around Joey is our winner With seven points The most that anybody Has ever won on a season. Yeah, Joey's um, really rocking the early 2000s fashion. She really took it home with all of her Aeropostale-like shirts. Do you her- remember the one? Wasn't it just like high school and there was a number on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she's totally came into her, her own with uh, early 2000s fashion and the low-rise yeah. jeans and, like, the skinny yeah. spaghetti strap shirts. And the reason why Andy didn't take it home, because she's still dressing like a child and she ha- can't yeah. get away from the butterfly clips. Yeah, but so I'm she guessing did- that she's probably our number two she was number two at number at six points so yeah she was hanging in there jen poor jen only got two points this season in the the l woods award jen Jen always wears the same leather jacket it gets old girl you need to change it up yeah yeah i'd like your new fashion jen but i just need to see more um, so for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit, our previous winners include Joey and Joey. Joey won in season two and Joey won in season one. Um, do you have any guesses as to who won this season? I will give you a hint and say that there was one point between second place and first place. So wow. it was very close again. Well, I'm going to say Joey is definitely one of those first or second points. And I am going to say... Maybe Jack had a good amount of points. Unfortunately, Jack only had one point this season. Oh, okay. And Joey is our runner-up at four points. So we have okay. a new a new winner for... Who uh, is reigning supreme? Big D himself, Mr. Dawson Leary. Sorry. He finally pulls okay. out a win. He hasn't who won anything. Was it, I, I we mean, both it did this. Oh, who, who awarded the most points? Okay, so I've awarded <laughs> him two, three. I've, I've awarded him a lot. I've awarded... Okay. I awarded him all but one of the points. Okay. But you right. picked the fashion for me to that's, choose from. So we're both at very fault. True. And Kimmy we're, is we're partially at fault. At fault. Okay. Kimmy, congratulations, you're, you're Dawson. Congratulations, Joey. You may not be together at the end of the season, but at least you won the fashion awards together. Yes. Um, let's move on to another bit of our awards we have to give out. Sarah, would you like to give us a draft update on what happened for the rest of the season? Yeah, so if anybody wants a reminder, we had Team Drums with three Zs, which was my team. I drafted um, Dawson, Pacey, Jack, Mitch, and um, 
Mr. Mr. Witter. Um, um, that is what I did. While Jess's team, Andy's Angels, consisted of Joey, Jen, Andy, Henry, and Bodie. Um, Now, just a couple of reminders. Uh, If the old existing Bodie showed up, we got a 50 points. If somebody died, we got 30 points. If somebody lost their virginity, we got 25 points. And if somebody had sex, they got 15 points. That's where all the big points came from, uh, as well as, or could have come from, as well as getting arrested, 10 points, which did come into fruition. Yeah, they did. It happened. So why don't we have our commissioner announce the winner? All right, everyone. Hello. It is the commissioner of your wonderful Dawson's Creek Shit 90 Show pod draft. And it's been a hell of a season. There have been moments where it could have went either way, but one team was able to pull away with the win. Unlike my beloved Detroit Lions, this team provided excellence and execution. And I want to reward the winner of this fantasy draft, Andy's Angels. And there we have it. Jessica kicked my ass. Jessica won. Now, let me tell you the breakdown. Yes, And, please. okay, it, it does make me feel better that um, that if if you just didn't draft Bodie, I still would have gotten my ass kicked. So at least <laughs> so like, you could stop accusing me of cheating and knowing he was right, coming back. Right, because I'm still not fully convinced that you did not remember I that did Bodie it. came back. If uh, it was me, then I definitely would have remembered that. Yes, but ma'am, we, we've discussed so many times the fact that my memory is trash. We've had full-blown yeah. the same conversations over and over again without me realizing. Right, right, exactly. So the final points were uh, Team Drums with three Zs. The, the document's loading. <laughs> I was like, this is some suspense, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even trying to be suspense. I'm just trying to load the document. Excel spreadsheets. Okay. Team Drums um, was at 173 points. Okay. While Andy's Angels won with a whopping 266 points. Oh, my God. Even without the freaking uh, 50 points, points. you still would have kicked my ass. So um, I'll tell you, like, you know, in the last episode, episode 23, I did. I mean, I came around. I had 16 points to your 12. In episode 22, it was 14 v 14. So that was pretty good. Um, in episode 21, 14 versus 10 with me. So, uh, the, but yeah, where I started to go wrong was um, obviously Bodie. Bodie really yeah. s- fucked me over. Mr. Witter, that was um, the worst. The dud. worst pick that I ever did. Not my fault. Like, I thought that he would be coming. And then obviously, if he was there, they would be fighting. Um, but episode 12, when Bodie showed up, it was 54 versus 4. Not that great. Yeah. And then the episode yeah. where uh, <clears throat> Joey, Andy, and Jen got the makeovers and, like, uh, you know, yeah. that whole episode, that was... 20 you got 23 points because we counted makeovers as five points each um the episode where everybody got arrested 34 for me 20 for you so once again you kicked my ass um 173 to your 266 um but you know what 
let's have a rematch, right? Yeah, we're going to rematch it for season four. We're going to go from the beginning of season four proper. Um, like before, we won't update you every episode. It's just every once in a while we'll throw in who's leading the charge, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to do that in. And so if there's anything that you want us to add to our draft, now's the time to tell us. Yes, um, good call. Some things that I, we can post what we had previously. And if you have any suggestions, spoiler free, then let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into some feedback Hello. because we did get a decent amount blah, this week blah, blah. on our wrap up podcast. Um, we have a voicemail from the amazing Temi. Temi, take it away. So podcast. Uh, I just have some thoughts. We. I just want to concede Dawson is wrong about... Um, the ultimatum. He was very wrong because we just know that if Joey was still dating AJ, he wouldn't have um, done this with AJ. A lot of it is just the fact that it's his friend that he could have the conflict with. You can't have a big argument with somebody who's not your friend. So because it was Pacey, he took it upon himself to make it a uh, a pride fight. Right. He was, you know, trying to save face. I'm just saying that there are some things about him that are interesting and are fun. Like in season one, when he's just getting to know Jen when they're at the lunch table and they're, you know, making funny titles for different um, fellow students or teachers. The fact that he has, uh, you know, seemingly an encyclopedic knowledge of movies. And sure, Creek Days wasn't well received by Miss Kennedy, but he was just using his personal knowledge and he went too far. He should have been more original. But we'll see over time. He's learning and he's going to get better at some of these things. And he's not having these tantrums as much. And he was trying to protect himself from Joey. So he saw he needs to do a course correction. He overcorrected. He became angry with Pacey, but it's not all bad. I think he's still okay. Thank you. Yeah, I think that um, Temi brings up a really interesting point when he- Joey started dating AJ. His response to Pacey, who's starting to sweat at that moment, was, you know, Joey's a big girl. She can handle herself. Um, She is going to go on this date and it is what it is. And he did not have this same reaction when Pacey started dating or showing interest in Joey. And I think that's an interesting point. It really had less so to do with Joey and more so to do with Pacey. And yeah, it's it's more about the fact that it's his friend, like, right. quote unquote, betraying him. But right. yeah, I mean, we see like him decide that when everything else is bad in his life, he's just going to go back to using Joey as a crutch. Like, that's just such a common thing with Dawson to do. Right. Um, yeah, no, I don't think Dawson is like the worst person in the entire world. We just he's like so enjoy shitting on him so yeah, much. He's so fun to watch. Yeah, there he. 
It's very funny. And I've expressed this a lot. I see a lot of myself in Dawson because I think that some of my some of my worst traits are Dawson, some of Dawson's worst traits. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a little bit of big D in me, I suppose. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um so we did we did hear from jewel um and they said hi guys i hope this isn't too late for your season three recap episode i recently started listening to your podcast and i'm really enjoying it i especially enjoy all the different points of view most podcasts are either pro dawson or pro pacey um but you guys just call them both out which i love thank you so much jewel that's so nice um they said having said that i want to write in to defend pacey and all the manipulation accusations the difference is that dawson kept telling joey all i want is to be your friend and go back to normal he says this in the regatta episode after joey tells him to stop having romantic feelings slash an agenda for her and she only wants his friendship he also tells her that he wants to go to prom with her only because she is his oldest friend then when they have that fight after he sees her dancing with Pacey and she brings that uh, and she brings that up mm-hmm. um, that her and Dawson are here just as friends. He's like, come on, Joey, you couldn't seriously think that. Like, totally true. Right. Totally yeah. Agree we with we that. mentioned that earlier today. Um, yeah. The same sort of sentiment that. Yeah. You know, he he Joey agreed to going um to prom with false pretenses. This yeah. would would this hold up in court? I do not think so. Yeah. Um. They also say with Pacey, it's very clear to Joey Dawson and everyone else that he has romantic feelings for her and wants more than friendship. She goes up to him at prom. She goes up to him at the regatta when he was giving her space after the breakup. The wall was a direct response to Joey saying he's given up on her. That's he correct, starts yeah. the convo with you were right. I was giving up on you. Uh, Joey has also said that she only wants friendship with Dawson over and over and over again. But with Pacey, she wants to explore more. After Dawson gets disqualified at the regatta. (laughs) Jewel is going to really be upset that they put regatta in this email so many times. Uh, She tells both of them, I hate you for making me choose between our friendship and what I could have had with him. That is such a good quote to actually point out. Is like it's it's like directly Joey saying friendship versus what I could have had. Yeah, Jules, the thing is, is that you are so correct and these are things that I did not pick up until my second watch I was being very very paying close attention to these fine details because Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to come here and we're going to um, analyze this further and you're right there is Joey was very very careful with her words when she was referring to Dawson and it was always friendship always friendship yeah um, they say the wall was in no way manipulative. I love the speech at prom. Apparently it's their favorite season. The scene, excuse me, favorite scene in the whole show. I don't believe the writers intended for it to be manipulative, but I can definitely see how some can interpret it that way. It's definitely too impressive for a 16 year old to come up with that on the spot. And yes, he did diss Dawson's earrings. Um, I have listened to many Dawson's Creek podcasts over the years, and I've also seen the split in guys siding with Dawson and women siding with Pacey. This is so Very interesting. interesting. Yeah. I think it mainly comes from Pacey being a little too perfect and unrealistic to how any actual teen guy would act, and so people think he must have a dark agenda or some sort of some sort. And also, definitely the bro code. In fact, I watched a Joshua Jackson interview about this episode where he said he would never do what Pacey did because it breaks the bro code. That's so fascinating, Jewel. I appreciate your your like an um your assessment here. Like I'd love to hear 
if like I mean obviously we're not out there listening to like a ton of other Dawson's Creek podcasts because we don't want to like muddy our own views of things but I'm so interested to hear more about like this women siding with PZ and men siding with Dawson and I think they point out such a good thing of like yeah it's the bro code it's like the guys are upset because Pacey breaks quote unquote bro code. Right. Um, that tracks to me. I think that makes a lot of sense. So welcome, Joel. We appreciate your email. We can't wait to hear uh, back from you in the future. It's going to be so fun. Um, of course, we can't finish off the season without hearing from Linda. Um, Linda says, Sarah, Jess, and Shit90 Squad, thank you for helping me survive my first D- Dawson's Creek season three re- rewatch since it originally aired. It's amazing. I know. It was as brutal as I remembered, but having you amazing people to laugh through it with really helped. I'm definitely not a fan of this season for so many reasons, but there were some rays of light. And then she made a list of like a couple things she liked and a couple things she didn't like from season three. Perfect. One of the top things she has here for things she liked is Jack's coming out journey with his dad. We all wish everyone would be accepting right away but that isn't everyone's story i feel like seeing mr mcphee processing jack being gay and finding acceptance was something helpful to teenagers coming out as well as to the parents of kids who just came out this is a solid point i feel like we were really harsh on mr mcphee but like you know linda's right like it's not always going to be like immediate as much as we all want it to be immediate acceptance that's usually not the case i do also want to quickly say that not only was is it hard to process? Mr. McPhee had just lost his eldest son, yeah, uh, not that long ago, and was also dealing with the fact that his wife was not doing well, and uh, as and well as Andy. Andy's yeah. mental health. So, uh, if we, if we are on the like, Mr. McPhee is um, improving party, we can bring all of that as well. How um, that could contribute to if he had a clearer mind and all these stressors weren't happening, perhaps his reaction could have been different in a different circumstance. However, he reacted how he did, and that does not um, make it fair for uh, for Jack at all. Yeah. Yep. Um, She also lists Jack and Jen's friendship, Nikki and Dawson's friendship, um, Principal Green mentoring Andy and being one of the first faculty members to actually give a fuck about students at Capeside High. Solid point. We loved Principal Green. I would say that's definitely in the in the like column of things I didn't like is like them getting rid of Principal Green like so quickly. He wasn't even around for a full season, you know? Yes, yes. Um, Some of the things that she didn't like, uh, she says villainizing and shitting all over Andy, the constant digs at Andy's mental health, which yes. we talked about in, at length and like very much bothered us. Um, POS Rob, which yes. <laughs> um, She also lists Pacey's BS reason for not being with Andy. And she puts in quotes, maybe that was your heart's way of telling you I'm not the one. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that. That really pissed me off. Yep. She says the way Pacey doesn't listen is infuriating. Andy has told him over and over and over again, hooking up with Mark had nothing to do with love, like, or even lust. It just happened out of fear uh, while Andy was in the middle of a mental health crisis. That's a solid point. I feel like at the time I was very sympathetic to Pacey being that like, yes, I like, I think it's one thing to yeah. hear Andy saying those things and another thing for him to believe them. Right. Yeah. Even so if Andy's I, being truthful, it's hard for and- Pacey to know that. Right. Earlier in this episode, we were talking about like why I was sympathizing with Andy in that moment. And I think that Linda's right. It was I forgot about that line. It was that line in particular that really pissed me off mm-hmm. about what Pacey was saying and was like turning it 
on its head like that. And thank you, Linda, for reminding me, because that is, I think, one of the reasons why in that moment I was really, really sympathizing with Andy because I was very frustrated with the language that PC was using in that conversation in particular. Yeah. Um, she points out pointless and annoying Eve, Leah wannabe and creeper extraordinaire Henry. <laughs> I can't believe when he was when they were cleaning out the lockers, the I fact know. that in the background you just see Henry lurking He's in the background. Always lurking, always be lurking. Sends me, sends me. Yeah. Um, Nikki and Principal Green leaving. So much wasted potential. Another casualty of PJ. They clearly wanted the Dawson Joey Pacey drama, and Nikki didn't fit into that equation. Yep. That is such a good point, Linda. Like it's so disappointing. I feel like they could have made it like a weird square and included Nikki in it. And it was like because there was just so much there there between Nikki and Dawson they could connect on. Right. Exactly. Um, Oh, my God. One of the things she doesn't like about the season, Mitch taking a bite out of an apple while there's a critic at the Potter B&B and throwing it on the lawn. Random, I know. But come (laughs) on, dude. Okay. Yes. That's another great point that uh, that in the anti-apple association, uh, there will be ants. Yeah. Ants will come to the apple. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, I love uh, this is such an interesting anecdote from Linda. The rage inducing episode that is Stolen Kisses. This episode is infamous in my house because when I first watched it, I was so pissed. I ripped my Joey poster off the wall. <laughs> Can you imagine Linda just oh being God. in a rage? Linda, Linda in a she rage. She pulled a Dawson and took out Dawson, her poster. Ripping the poster <gasps> off the wall. I hope Linda made this connection isn't offended that we just called her a Dawson. We love you, Linda. No, but also that's our favorite moment of like. We love it. Of Dawson. Did you put an Imagine poster up in its place, Linda? You can tell us. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. What poster (laughs) went in its place? That's what I want to know. And one other solid point from Linda is she says, Pacey making this huge deal about not abandoning Buzz like everyone else. And then he freaking sails away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like what happened? Like, I don't. Are we ever going to see Buzz again? Probably not. It do I even care? No, I don't really care. But yeah, poor Buzz. I poor hope Buzz, Buzz is finding peace wherever he is. Yeah. So thank you so much, Linda. We appreciate you coming along for the ride with us. I know you hate season three, so the fact that you like stuck with it means a lot to us. And it like really we does. appreciate all of your thoughts, especially because you're coming at it from the Andy's point of Andy side point of view. So like we always appreciate hearing from you, even if you we hate do. the season. Um, and then, of course, uh, we have to hear from amazing Kimmy. Um, she says, so pumped to hear your reflections on what you know is my favorite season. So she has a question for us. Um, please rank the season three side characters from the absolute worst, which she puts in quotes saying, I would stop watching if they were a main character, to the best, which is they need their own spinoff. Um, and so the people that she's going to list, we have Nikki, which like for me, love her she's amazing principal green also amazing eve was just trash <laughs> henry put him straight in the bin uh ethan we have buzz matt caulfield aj and cruddy so i feel like for me the person that's all the way at the bottom is is probably henry because he's just, no, it has to be Matt Caulfield, actually. He barely does anything. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Caulfield, let's, I think, at the bottom. Let's put Matt on the bottom. Then we should put 
AJ. Like, why would AJ? Why would you want to see like pretentious AJ? Okay, so Matt's on the bottom. His own. Then AJ. Then Henry. Uh, for me is Buzz. I don't need to see a kid. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Okay, so Matt, AJ, Buzz. Then probably Ethan actually, because he's such a dick to Jack. Yeah. Then Ethan. Then but Henry. But he goes to prep school, so that's why he's not on the bottom. Yeah. Then Henry. Um. No, come on. Henry Eve. is not making it to this high up. Eve at least did some crazy stuff. Henry okay. is just okay, so fine. Then Henry, Henry can go. But, but like, what's Mr. No, Green's right. show doing? I like Principal Green. Oh, like as a, like, but this, was, In general. But this is his own spinoff show, isn't it? Yes, but this is like show. the range. This is the range. So um, I think we do. I think it goes Matt, AJ, Buzz, Ethan, Eve, Henry, Cruddy. And then who do you want at the top? Nikki I'm or putting Principal green, green there. I'm putting green after. I'm putting green because I, I just... Oh, no. Like, if I... No, I want him to stay as a side character, but I don't yeah. want him to have his own show. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Nikki, we want has to have her own show. Uh, Nikki, I want as a permanent side character, and I yeah. want her to have her own show. Yeah. Then I'm going to put... Creddy deserves his own show. <laughs> okay, I'll stop trolling. Okay, um, Nikki, Mr. Green, then Creddy. Okay. That's, that's the top three. Amazing. And then Kimmy also wants us... To uh, okay, so we're <laughs> we're ranking. This is such an interesting quiz, Kimmy. We're ranking there. So there's these. All these women have only been on one episode each. Yeah, and so we have to rank them in order that we would want to kill off first in a scary movie. Ooh. So who are we killing? So okay. we have um Jen's mom, Helen. We have Witch Island Lady. <laughs> Kimmy says refuse to look up her name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Mrs. Boyd, who is like Andy's mentor. <gasps> Never. Um, Kate. Oh God, Kate, the ice oh. whore herself, ice queen, <laughs> ice whore. Yeah. Um, uh, Aunt Gwen. <laughs> um, Morgan, aka Mrs. Steal Your Man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Barbara, you're going to hell, Johns. Oh, who I want to kill off first, Barbara Johns. Barbara, Barbara Johns is getting killed off yeah. first. Aside from sure. her, because that was an easy one. Aside from her, I think like uh, Helen. Helen or Helen. the Witch Island lady. Like, if yeah, she's that's a real fair. witch, if she's a real witch, or if she was like the the witch from like a billion years of... ago, then she can stay. So give her she's... a pass. So do Helen second to last, and then yeah. Witch Island lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who the hell? Oh, oh, oh! Right, never mind, never mind. Okay. I think next on my list is I think we got to kill off Morgan. I mean, Morgan was fine. I say fine. Then kill Kate and then Morgan, then Morgan, then Gwen. And I'm never going to. We're not killing off off Mrs. Boyd. Boyd. She's She's amazing. She's the best. Yeah. Um, And then the last question she has for us is who is our what is our favorite Jossie moment? Um, what? How about you go first? Um, gosh, I think probably, I think maybe when like he originally gets her the wall, I really love that moment. Um, I think the only other moment that comes to mind is when they're, they're dancing at, at prom. Like, I, I love that. Yeah, moment too. I, the, I remember everything. Yeah, that's the prom. Yeah. Yeah. Anti-prom, um, I, sorry. 
I like that. Um, aside from the ripping of the, the, the hatred of the earrings. I yeah. like when they get together at the end, quite honestly, the last scene, because once again, we yeah. finally find out that why Joey has feelings for Pacey. She's finally able to vocalize it. She says, like, I choose you. I want to leave with you. And I really like that um, because it's her finally making a decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a good moment. I think we'll see what ends up happening with them in uh, in season four. Um, so thank you, Kimmy. Thank you to everybody who sent in feedback. We always appreciate it. If you'd like to send in feedback, please do so. Shit90spod.com. You can leave a voicemail and you can also email us uh, shit90spod at gmail.com. Um, let's get into, Sarah, I want to go over your predictions for season three back on the season two wrap up podcast and see Ooh. what ended up coming true. Okay. Um, so the first thing you said was we're going to get more background on Pacey's, Pacey's family life and uh, more Mr. Witter. Um, The abuse at home continues and we'll meet PC's mom. Okay. Um, Well, like nothing, none of that came true. Well, the only stuff we got to see was more Dougie. We saw more Doug, which didn't he, he didn't even show up in season two, by the way. And then um, in addition, we learned about that he had sisters, but apparently we already knew that. I didn't remember that. Nothing really new. Yeah. But um, Mr. Witter was a no show, no PC's mom as well. Um, you also said Andy will be gone for a while, but I think and hope she'll be back by episode five, but they will break up by the end of the season because of resentment or PC isn't maturing. Andy gets an opportunity to go somewhere. Um, and season three, their relationship will be completely done. Um, so I mean, still wrong because you were right in that their relationship would end, but it was way quicker than you thought. Yeah, I didn't think it would be over by episode two. I thought that she would have been gone for longer. I wasn't even so sure that she was coming back at the end of episode three. I was hopeful. Yeah. um, But I wasn't sure. I didn't know for sure. Um, And I do think that they're done for good. So at least that's a correct prediction. Uh, you have Jack and Jen will be besties and a huge yeah. character improvement from both of them. Yeah. Stars of the season. Yeah. Super pumped to watch them. No, they're not stars of the season. Oh. I had Jen literally in last place. Okay. Well, I think that they're the stars of the season. When they're no, together, ma'am. they're the stars no, of the season. Uh, you have, this is one of my favorite predictions that you've ever made. You have Gail and Mitch will finally define their relationship by episode three. Oh, God. Well, that was very hopeful, honestly. You're so hopeful. That was it, very hopeful. Yeah. Um, you say Joey will have a new love interest, but Dawson and Joey will lose their virginities to each other this season. It will be with each other. Yeah, no. no. Well, I mean, no. she did have a new love interest. Yes, but they didn't lose bit. their virginities at all. And they didn't lose their virginities to each other. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. No one had sex. You have Grams will be Queen Grams. Yeah. Uh, and Dawson will go back to being a whiny bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. So, like, I mean, like, what was my accuracy rate? 30%. It wasn't bad. Great. It wasn't awful. It wasn't It wasn't. I good. feel like you did a way better job at predicting season two than you did season yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, like, a lot of hopes. There was a lot that of hopes. Didn't, that didn't come true. Um, In my hopes, I had had Gail and Mitch make an effing decision, more Grams, more Jack growth in spotlight episodes, romantic interest for him, which we did get. Um, I wanted Dawson to get wild like Jen did, which he kind of did. I wanted Bodie, which happened. Um, I wanted more to see Pacey's mom. Did not happen. And I said, Jen has a better season, which, yeah. nope. I, I, I disagree with that. I think that um, I, I, I do. I just missed the Jen and Abby stuff, but. but yeah. 
Um, all right, Sarah, time for you to make your predictions for season four. All right. Season four. Uh, somebody somewhere is having sex. Someone <laughs> in the universe of Dawson's Somebody Creek. in the entire world is having sex. OK, great. Yeah. Um, I have a real love interest for Jack. OK. That might be a hopeful thing. Joey and Pacey will be together for most of the season, but Dawson will become in between them. Uh, Dawson will become an insufferable and complete brat. Um, I have Henry and Jen will break up by halfway through the season. We will get a new Creek creep. Um, And I feel as though we will be having a departure from the main cast. And my prediction is either Jen and or Andy. Um, wow, big bold prediction. Finally, I think that maybe the uh, spoiler alert skipped 10 seconds. Maybe the Mitch death could happen this season, season five, four, season four. But I will be very, very pissed off if he dies in this season because then that means that it was all for naught and uh, I will be so livid. But okay. that is a next a next season problem. All right. Any other predictions for you? That that's what I got. Like okay. what what else can I say? No, no, no I, that's I, perfect. I, I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Um, so for me, my hopes, obviously I'm not doing predictions, my hopes. Um, I would like to see <laughs> I'm gonna put this down again. I'd like to see Pacey's family life more. Um, I don't know if we're ever gonna get it. Um, I would like to see Jen have a good relationship that we can root for. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I would like to see Jack have a storyline that does not focus on his sexuality. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd like good. to see the return of Jack and Jen, I think would be great. Um, I think that it would be nice for Dawson to have a love interest outside of the Creek Creeps. That'd be <laughs> would good. Be nice. Um, and, uh, I'd like to see some stability in the Jossie romance, um, at least for half the season. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't want it to be tumultuous the whole time. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I have for my, for my hopes and dreams and my wants. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing. I want to see an Andy fucking storyline that does not bash Andy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd I like heard, to see. I heard um, uh, the the people on the streets said that uh, we might be having a good Andy season in season Amazing. four. The people on the streets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's everything we have for season three. I know this is a bit of a longer podcast, but we just had a lot to get through. We had a lot of thoughts in season three. One last thing before we go, I think we should probably do this. Um. We obviously ranked season two above season one um however we now need to rank slot the third season in there so do you have an idea of where you fall for season rankings between so we both ranked two then one right of course yeah yep I have to be completely honest. This is a much, much, much tougher decision than I thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. I mean, I still don't feel like 100% confident in this decision. Um, listening back to season two's wrap up, I didn't recall that we had a lot of heavy stuff. And I think I said in the first half of season two, 
it was a lot of fun and we got to make fun of everybody and then the second half it was very heavy and it was just very very heartfelt and I think it was an extremely great season however I'm going to put three above two because all around I think I had more fun with season three in general I think that there were there was, of course, more lighter moments, which made it more fun. But then again, nothing surprised me as much as what surprised me in season two. So I'm kind of even now I'm kind of going back and forth. But I got to stay because like the Abby death, that was so shocking. Nothing came close to that. The fire, the fact that uh, Joey's dad went back uh, to jail at the end of the third season. Nothing like that ever happened in season three nothing shocked me but it was more fun and light i don't even know how you tell me what you think i don't i'm having like i'm having i can't off as a three two one and now you're at a two three one um yeah i think i just talked myself out of it i don't know i think for me it's very easy simply because i think if season three doesn't have such a rough start it's a harder decision but i think season three started off so fucking bad man but then right. they did turn it around i'm not saying they didn't like ever they since turned it episode around nine by they episode turned it around seven so no, i can't even no, i can't eight even was bad. Take it. they turned it around by nine it, it was it was bad but it wasn't awful but i just think like when we're looking at seasons as a whole and the fact that i loved pandy i don't think we had any reservations with pandy like we did with jossie where That's joey true. just wasn't in, in on it and so i think because of that because i love andy so much and because they did her so fucking dirty in this season right. i just i have to put two above three it's just how i feel i like i like three i like the back end of three do i think the back end of three is better than two maybe maybe it is but i still think overall if i'm looking at the entire season as a whole i have to put two above three yeah i mean if we had to come up with a consensus then i would um feel comfortable with that i think i need a little bit more time truthfully um i need to put season three behind me and i need a little bit more reflection time but um because honestly i kept going back and forth what can i put for my records Oh, I have to put I have to put I it like in to stone. have it written down. So that okay. way, when we do this next season wrap up, I have whatever your previous thoughts were. I'm going to put I'm going to put three right now in first okay. and then two and then one. And then maybe by season four's recap, I'll have different thoughts in go. a reflection. All right. So that is all we have for you today. Um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Check us out. We're doing all sorts of stuff. We're doing Boy Meets World coverage. We're doing, obviously, Dawson's Creek coverage. We're doing other 90s coverage. You could also find us if you watch The Gilded Age on HBO. Go check us out over at Post Show Recaps. I'm doing a whole other mess of crap at Post Show Recaps. I'm not going to list it all because it's a really long list, and you've been listening us to us for over two hours. So go check me out at the Just Sterling. Check Sarah at out at sarah ferguson check out this podcast at shit 90s pod twitter instagram we have a website you know all the stuff you're here you've been here you're the shit 90s squad so we thank you all for listening we thank you all for sending in feedback um this coming week's podcast gonna be a little bit different we thought about taking a week off but you know us we love dawson's creek so instead what we're gonna do to bridge the gap between seasons three and four is we're gonna take next week's podcast and we're going to do a season four draft podcast so it'll be shorter it's not going to be you know ridiculously long so that's why we need you that's right you dear listener to tell us if you want us to add anything to the draft 
any obviously no spoilers please please no spoilers but you can email us you can tweet at us let us know if there's anything you're interested in seeing on the draft this season we're going to record that way later this week so you have plenty of time to get that information to us we appreciate you as always and we will talk to you next week when we draft for Dawson's Creek season four thank you all for listening have a good one Just Shit 90 Shows taught me. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.